Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening and good morning on what is going to be a very different, intriguing kind of night tonight. From uh, the west, out in the Tahitian and Hawaiian Islands, east into the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, south into South America, north all the way to the pole. This is Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell. Now, there are going to be a whole bunch of things that are going to happen this morning, but I'm going to begin by making a number of announcements. So please, everybody, bear with me. It happened... uh, Actually, we finished up, I'm guessing, about five minutes before airtime. (laughs) That's how close it was. Uh... Those of you who are um, computer users, who know what you're doing. Now, this really is going to require um, those who know pretty much what they're doing. Our video phone software is ready for you. And uh, here's what I want to happen. Um, You need a uh, 486 uh, DX50, I would say, at minimum. Uh, 486DX50 or better. A Pentium would be wonderful, but if you don't have that, a 486DX50 will handle it. It might go on a 33. I'm not sure. Uh, What we're going to do is turn a lot of you into beta testers tonight. So here's the drill. It's the video phone, and here's how it works. You download the software that I'm going to tell you about here in a second. Um, it is an EXE file, and I'll tell you about that. It's a self-extracting uh, EXE file. It's not that big. Uh, you download it. Uh, you uh, put it into any directory uh, you like. Uh, this is for the people who know about computers out there. And then you bring it into Windows. And then you dial the number. And when you do, you will see, and if you have a sound blaster, hear me. Both see and hear me. And uh, we're still kind of in the testing development stage, but we are now ready to involve the general public. So I'm going to give you a telephone number of our bulletin board. I would hope that some of you would immediately grab the file and uh, put it on the uh, on the web page on the Internet. Uh, I would expect that it will show up on the Internet in about 24 to 48 hours. I didn't have time to do that, but it is now on our bulletin board, and I'm going to tell you how to get there. And so there will be people viewing me during the evening hours this evening, if it works. And I had just a brief moment to test it before we began. I'm telling you, this occurred just minutes before airtime. So if you would like to be, in effect, a beta tester for us on a brand-new technology video telephone in color with sound over regular telephone lines or POTS, plain old telephone service, call our bulletin board right now. And um, to the best of my knowledge, uh, this has never been done before. We are breaking new ground. 
And um, uh, so um, um, would be glad to have you um, do it. Uh, it will automatically dial a special number. I'm not going to give that number out over the air. I, I repeat, I am not going to give that number out over the air. It is in the software. So call that number in the software. The file that you want is called VID, or as in video, VID.exe. Let me repeat that, VID.exe. And it is located, uh, you know, when you go into our bulletin board, you uh, go down to the main uh, section, you hit J space 11, and you will find VID.exe in the main number one area, the files area, or you will find it um, in the C. Crane Company area. And uh, I want you all to bear in mind that we're just, uh, we're just breaking brand new ground with this. It's very exciting. And maybe we'll get a chance to talk to somebody who has managed to see me. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I promised it for Friday night, Saturday morning, with a hope and a prayer. And believe me, on a hope and a prayer... We just barely, barely got it done, thanks to uh, the help of a lot of very good people. So if you want that file, once again, it is now, as of about ten minutes ago, on the bulletin board, and it is a self-extracting file entitled vid or vid.exe. And uh, so uh, those of you who are computer literate, Know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing with a computer, the odds are you're going to have terrible troubles with it. If you know what you're doing, it's going to be a snap. And that is the advice that I'm going to leave for you um, uh, right now. Um, so I would uh, I would begin to load up those lines. There are many um, lines available for you to be doing that. And uh, I see somebody's already on there. <laughs> it's called vid.exe. And I'm going to leave the system up uh, basically all weekend. Um, as a matter of fact, welcome, says somebody to me right now on the screen. I see you on my 486.33, and I'm hearing fine as well. This is, well, I don't want to give his name because I don't know if he wants his name on the air. Uh, and he says the uh, video looks fine. So there you are. Have fun. We uh, will allow a bunch of you to download it and uh, give you a little bit of time. And I would imagine in the next two hours, we're going to begin to see a lot of people logging in and calling and taking a look at me doing my program. So that is the first and most important announcement. That's item one. Item two, and I've got to get these out of the way or I'm never going to get them done. Oh, Oh, yes. I couldn't let this one go. We got the um, the survey uh, for the Las Vegas metropolitan area. Now, as many of you know, and many of you won't have any idea, I began and spent 11 years at uh, KDWN in Las Vegas. KDWN. And uh, then, um, because of, of a whole bunch of reasons, uh, did not stay at KDON. Well, prior to my syndication, my program had been either number one or number two in the Las Vegas market for years and years and years and years, including 
right up until the moment I left. In the summer of 1995, KDWN was number one rated in my time slot. Number one in the summer of 1995. In the new survey that has come out, KDWN is now rated number 14. KDON went from number one to number 14 in my time slot, losing about 77, uh, uh, that's a 77% change in the amount of audience, 77%. Now, in that same time period, our new affiliate, that is 11 o'clock at night uh, to uh, 5 in the morning, our, our new affiliate, KVEG, moved up three uh, slots, three ranking slots, and increased um, a 150% change up. That's one book. I said I would do it in two books. We're well on our way with one book. One more book in Las Vegas, and this program will be number one, having changed affiliates. So again, after we left in one book, Kadon fell from number one rated, uh, got it right in my hand, to number 14 rated, and the news station we're on increased 150% uh, uh, change in the upward direction. Enough said. Now, um, I guess I've got to get these other things in. Uh, by the way, the other surveys coming in, number one in, uh, in my time slot in San Diego. Thank you, everybody in San Diego. Surveys coming in all over the place. Coming in, number one, I'm very thankful for it, all over the place. Um, I want to um, quickly give you the telephone number to get a hold of a copy of my book, if you would like it, uh, The Art of Talk. I have, I've got a, a literal blizzard uh, of paperwork around me, and so I'm going to try to get to as much of this as I can. Now, we've got a guest to begin the program. Later on in the program, my mom, as you know, my mom is vi visiting, and she's, boy, I haven't seen my mom in a long time. Um, and uh, so I'm very much uh, looking forward to that. And I'm going to put her on the air this morning, later this morning. But coming up shortly, in a moment, I'm absorbing so much of this half hour, uh, we've got a very special guest, and I'll tell you all about her in a moment. And I'm gonna, I know I'm going to slaughter her name. She is Kirsana uh, Duran, and she will talk to us about UFOs, crop circles, the Mayan calendar, particularly the Mayan calendar. So I'll tell you more about uh, Kirsana in just a moment. You're listening to CBC. It's a Friday night, Saturday morning, and it's going to be a wild one, folks. There's going to be a million things going on at one time. So um, stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Again, I want to thank everybody who has sweated all of their body parts off to get this video telephone out uh, for demonstration to the American public as quickly as they have. Several companies are involved. Um, several people are involved. Without their permission, I will not name them, but the Seagrain Company, of course, uh, people at the network, 
uh, people at uh, the company that is behind this, the software writers. Uh, it's just a whole group of people who have literally uh, broken their necks to get this done, and we got it done five minutes before airtime. <laughs> that, that close. All right, uh, now, Persana Duran is an author and researcher of crop circles, UFOs, and the Mayan and Dream Spell calendars. We're going to find out what those are. Using the information she discovered in two U.S. crop circles that formed a triangle with the sun and moon pyramids near Mexico City, she identified Mexico City. Boy, there's a lot going on there. She identified a 52-day cycle related to lunar eclipses. The November 28, 1995 magnetic shift in Sacramento, California, occurred on the 52nd day after a lunar eclipse. Now, based on that cycle, she predicted three dates for storms, power failures, and earthquakes or volcanoes on longitude lines where crop circles have appeared. Those events happened on the dates she predicted. She has a new book on the message of the crop circles and the pyramids in Mexico, a new history, the once and future Earth. And uh, we'll be telling you how to get that. Let us go now. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't even know where she is. I suspect somewhere up in the, uh, by the area code, maybe in the American uh, Northwest. Kursana, are you there? I am. Am I slaughtering your name? No, you're doing great. Kursana Duran, correct? Kursana uh-huh. Duran. Kursana uh, Duran. Okay. Um, uh, Kursana, um, let's. Uh, it's hard to know where to begin. First of all, I have never fully understood uh, what the Mayan calendar is and how it differs from our calendar. So let us begin with the basics, because if I don't know, a lot of other people don't know either. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to start off. Um, I've been. I I I started working uh, with the Mayan concept in '92. After I got involved with Jose Arguez's Dream Spell, uh, the Dream Spell is not the Mayan calendar. What is it? Well, it's based on the same geometry as the Mayan calendar and the same numbers. But what it did was, and I'll explain this in a minute, is that. Uh, it calibrated a time shift into the Mayan calendar. There, so, are, there are many people who believe that the Mayan calendar has been misinterpreted and that uh, what by, by, what, six or seven years? Well, okay, um, yes, and you, you're going to get a lot of numbers on that, and I, and I will tell you that um, the Mayan calendar is a very complex calendar, that the end dates for that calendar have been projected anywhere from 1957 to 2050. All right, let's back up. Where did the Mayan calendar come from? Okay, the Mayan calendar came from the Maya tribe, uh, the uh, native people in Central America uh, by Guatemala. Uh, they uh, appeared as a people, as a distinct tribal entity about 2,000 years ago. Okay. Before that, uh, they were, they came out of the Olmec, uh, native people who date back to about 2000 BC up along the Gulf of Mexico. 
All right. In what way is the Mayan calendar different from the one up here on my wall? Okay. Um, well, now I'm going to add uh, a couple of things here, okay? All right. Uh, I know you've had Zachariah Sitchin on your show. Absolutely. Okay. Zachariah Sitchin's last book was called When Time Began. When Time Began, yes. And it dealt with the Mayan calendar. And it on the, the premise that the Mayan calendar was actually... Uh, uh, implemented by the Egyptian Sumerian Thoth, that Thoth was exiled from Egypt around 3100 B.C. and that he went to Mesoamerica, that when he arrived in Mesoamerica, the, the Mayan calendar, which is based on the number 52, began to appear in the area, and that Thoth's personal number was 52. All right. Why is it based on 52? In other words, what science is behind that? Okay. Well, this is what the whole key to the, to, uh, the whole subject is. Okay. Uh, the Mayan calendar, ha- it, basically it has a sacred calendar and a civil calendar. Mm-hmm. The sacred calendar is a 260-day calendar, and the civil calendar is a 360-day calendar. And the Maya depicted these two calendars like two cogs that were running together, simultaneously parallel running, and then they synchronized with the same dates every 52 years. Hmm. So, so if you take if you if you take your 52 uh, as your base number, which it is, then a 52-day cycle is one 365th of a 52-year cycle. So a 52 days is the equivalent of one year in the 52-year cycle. So the calendar is based on the number 52. Okay. And there's been a lot of discussions. There's been a lot of debates. Why, why this number 52? What's so important about this number 52? Well, I would like to tell you that I now understand, but I don't. So, well, let me tell you what uh, I discovered. Well, right, ho- hold on. Okay. I, I ate the, uh, this last half hour alive. I had so many announcements, so we're at a break point. And we will come back, and we will find out what 52 means. All right? It's, yes. All right, good. Krishana uh, uh, Duran is my guest, and she's going to talk about the Mayan calendar. And you're going to, there's a shocking and important reason why you understand this, so stay right where you are. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. No one waiting by your side. You feel love, I love you more. You know it's just your foolish mind. Hey, Got me on my knees. Thank you. 
You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. Good morning. We are going to make Kirsana tell us in language we can all understand, because I don't quite get it yet, why the Mayan calendar is based on 52, the number 52, and we're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, Krasana? Uh-huh. All right. Let's try this again now, because I didn't quite get it. The okay. Mayan calendar, remember you're talking to people who don't know a thing about this, is based on the number 52. Right. And uh, I still don't quite understand where that number comes from or why it's based on that. Well, nobody else does either, Art, and that's what the key is. Uh, there's Some people say, well, it's because of a 52-year cycle in the Pleiades, but... I'm going to tell you a, a crop circle sequence, okay, based on that number two. Is uh, It started, I'm in Seattle, by the way. Oh, Seattle, all right. All yeah. right, so anyway, the bottom line is um, we've got to make things simple. Nobody knows why it's, you, you say it was uh, the Mayan calendar began, began 3,000 years uh, before Christ? It, yes, uh-huh, Three. Uh, 3113 BC. All right, so then it's entirely possible that we've lost track of why it's based on 52. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. All right, Uh, next question I've got for you is Is it just a calendar, uh, Krasana, or are there events scheduled? There are events, but art, um, if you could we go back to the crop circles for a minute? We may indeed. Okay, in uh, 1993, there were two major crop circles made in the U.S. One was in Kennewick, Washington, and the other one was in New York State. I knew about Kennewick, and yes, I knew about New York. Herkimer, up by Herkimer, New York. Right, right? that's right. We had a report. Okay, and I was keeping track of crop circles and UFO activity at that time. I had a world map on the wall, and I was using uh, pins to track activity. And I noticed that those that those two crop circles formed a perfect triangle with the Sun and Moon Pyramid in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say perfect, I mean on the money. If you if you do your measurements on a globe, each leg of that triangle is 2,160 miles long. Wow. Which is the number of years in a celestial age. Okay? All right. And then I noticed that the crop circles were made 52 days apart. Okay. Uh, uh, the July... Crop circle was discovered on the 53rd day after the Kennewick crop circle. The next thing I noticed was that directly beneath those crop circles, we were having earthquakes. The Northridge epicenter was directly beneath uh, Kennewick within one degree of that longitude line. Wow. Remember the big Bolivian earthquake that uh, cut through the crust? I do. That was directly below Herkimer. Huh. Okay, so at that point, I was really getting interested. Okay, um, let's see. July 21, 1993, at that time, we were having huge flooding in the Midwest. Remember that? Uh, Very well. Okay, it was also exactly one year from the date that Shoemaker-Levy collided with Jupiter. Uh, What was one year from the date? The flooding? Uh, the flooding and the crop circle. Oh, and the crop circle, okay. Because on July 21, 1994, we were watching uh, comets collide with Jupiter. I recall. Okay, so 
I did some numbers, and I, I noticed that the day that those comets began to collide with Jupiter was 52 days after a lunar eclipse. So the crop circles were made 52 days apart. All of this is numerology, isn't it, really? Uh, no, it's not. We're talking. What we're talking about is a synergetic factor of whole systems. That's what 52 really is. But to get you to the point where you see why it is, I have to take you through the sequences. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the law of synergy of whole systems is a, 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 a principle that Buckminster Fuller used. And the principle is simply that synergy is a factor in whole systems that uh, behaves differently than any of the single parts. So, um, like, using a car as an example of a whole system, you you have, um, it takes a carburetor, it takes batteries, it takes a lot of different individual parts to run that car. But when it's running, the whole system uh, assumes a, a, a quality that cannot be predicted by any one of the parts. Synergistic. That's the, that's the synergy factor. Okay. And and my bottom line theory, which is working, and and the evidence that it that it it's a workable theory is that it's actually predicting an incredible event. Is that the reason that Thoth, the Lord of Astronomy and Calendrics, who was a planetary scientist, used the number fifty-two? Is because it's the number of synergy of this solar system. And that there's an underlying cycle of 52 in the solar system. And that's the reason you get Shoemaker-Levy colliding with Jupiter. That's 52 days after an eclipse. It's, it's not, the eclipse didn't cause um, the, the comets to collide, but what, what, but the... the couldn't I, but couldn't I uh, play these games? In other words, at 52, I could look back for something that occurred uh, and say, well, all right, this occurred 52 days ago, so that means this. In other words, how do you prove? Um, you predict. You predict, and and your and predictions. I did predict. All right, what have you predicted uh, that has come true? Okay, well, the first thing I predicted, uh, and I didn't quite know why it worked at this point. But back in '94, when I first got a set of maps put together, I predicted. Um, uh, that uh, the volcano in Mexico City was going to erupt, mm-hmm. and it did, when I said it would, within 10 days. That one, I still didn't have the numbers totally correct. I was 10 days off. They yeah. evacuated 30,000 people from Mexico City on July 21, I mean, uh, December 21, 1994, and I predicted it in November. Hmm. So there's one. All right. Uh, I predicted the storms and the power failures, uh, all along the uh, 120 longitude line that happened on December 13 and 15 this year, uh, 95. I predicted that uh, the volcano would go off in the Aleutians on the exact date. Oh, well, I had a three-day window. It was 20 to 23rd of December. By and the way, uh, Grisano, let me ask you because somebody in the audience will. Okay. It's easy to sit here and say, I predicted, I predicted, I predicted. Uh-huh. Uh, where did you record these predictions prior to their occurrence? Well, in both cases, I had articles being published in magazines, and I had articles on editor's desk. And you had these predictions in the articles? I, what I, I had the articles already to be printed, and I faxed the predictions to the editors. Okay. And uh, uh, 
one of them is on the newsstands this month. Um, and what? I faxed the prediction. Where? Uh, Magical Blend. It's on national newsstands. All right. And I faxed the predictions to him two weeks before the events occurred. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, that's important, um, you know, because when you just rattle off predictions, uh, it is very impressive. But if you had not told anybody beforehand, you know, not to doubt you, but we have no way. Well, let me put it like this. Obviously, I, of knowing. I'm not uh, real I appreciate psychics. I am a psychic. But I don't rely on psychic uh, data exclusively. And I would prefer to find a method that anyone can use, that it's a matter of understanding the system and what the numbers of that system are, because then it's in anybody's hand. All right, I want to take you a little bit off track uh, okay. for a second. I got a report two days ago, uh, Chrisana, of um, an incredible UFO uh, down in Mexico City yeah. that thousands of people saw. Yeah. And um, a couple people called up and went, boo-hoo-hoo, I don't believe that. And then I got a videotape. I've got it on videotape, Hassan. I've got yeah. this UFO on videotape moving, a craft, a visible craft moving. Right. Uh, so I saw it myself. It got to me uh, in Spanish, but it doesn't matter. It was taken by a Spanish TV station. That's item one. Okay. Uh, hundreds of thousands of you people are, are, are so well. Let me finish. Okay. Hundreds of thousands of people are seeing UFOs in Mexico City. That's right. I've seen them. Now I just got a fax five minutes ago. Art, did you happen to catch the BBC report this evening about the UFO incident in England near the end of last year? British Airways flight sighted a UFO. Came so close, one of the pilots actually ducked. They described the UFO as looking like a Christmas tree, and an artist's rendering of the thing was shown as they saw it. Right. It was said to have happened over Manchester, England, near the end of 1995, not reported until it had been thoroughly checked out. The object was not picked up by any radar operation anywhere in Britain. The crew just cannot believe it was not apparent on radar, as it was quite large, compared uh -huh. to their plane. Thought you might be interested in this. The report was repeated by ABC News, KTLA in Los Angeles on their 10 o'clock news tonight. Right. So um, these reports of UFOs, what's going on down in Mexico? Well, you know that started in 91. Are you aware of that? Uh, you, are you referring to Mexico now? Yeah, the Mexico activity started on the eclipse of July 11th, 1991 that there had been a Mayan prophecy that was made in 577 A.D., uh -huh. that on that eclipse that the, the galactic Maya, that the galactic ancestors would return from the sky and that it would begin the, uh, uh, the era of the sixth son of the Maya, that it would be attended with enormous earthquakes and that it would be the beginning of, conscious, of cosmic consciousness for the people of Earth, and that on that date... July 11th, 1991, during the eclipse. Well, uh, the eclipse on that date was focused over Mexico City. Yes, I do recall that, and that's when uh, when it began. That's right. And it was the most highly documented UFO activity ever in history because you had, all, you had hundreds of thousands of people in the largest metropolitan area in the world uh, with their video cameras to record the eclipse, and, I, a, and a UFO yes. came and hovered. I know. I, I've seen it. And they got hundreds of videos of it, and they got they got a shot of a hyperleap on that day. I saw that as well. And then uh, uh, and then 
You know, people are sitting out there going, yeah, right, come on. I have video of all of this. You know, this, uh, 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 Krasana is not just blowing hot wind here. These things are recorded uh, on photographs, still photographs, moving video. I've got copies. I'm telling you, it's true. And what's so amazing is that they showed up on the date of the eclipse of July 11, 1991, mm -hmm. which was the beginning of the Maya's uh, sixth sun in the age of cosmic awareness. So you regard this then, um, Krishana, as validation of the accuracy uh, as you believe it to be of the Mayan calendar, right? Um, well, there's a little more to it. Yes, I do. And, and by the way, the Mayan calendar, in terms of its accuracy, predicted uh, eclipses over thousands of years within 33 seconds of accuracy. That is an accurate calendar. Well, that's, that's another... Uh, Good mark of accuracy, yes. <laughs> All right, now, um, I guess I'm in, now, the, in the interest of time, Krasana, I want to know what lies ahead for us. I think you pretty well established the Mayan calendar seems to be on the mark. Um, instead of talking about what it has done in the past, I would like to know what the Mayan calendar tells us about the future. Wonderful because uh, that is what got Jose Arguella so interested in it, because after 5,000 years of being the most accurate calendar on the planet, it suddenly comes to a screeching end in 2012. On the winter solstice, December 23rd, 2012, it just ends. It ends. It just stops. And, and Arguella said, well, why? Why is it stopping? And he was of a, 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 a Mexican descent. His father was had been... Uh, was Mexican. He was born in Mexico, and then they moved to the U.S. He became a uh, an anthropo well, a whole systems anthropologist and a professor of art. All right, Krasana, uh, you said it yourself. Zachariah Sitchin has written a book called When Time Began. Mm -hmm. uh, is that when time ends? No, it is. It is when we in a cycle of time. Because see, the whole thing is that the Mayan calendar is a cyclic calendar. It it it, it correlates huge astronomical cycles and and in in when the calendar started in in 3113 all the and you get like seven major numbers it's 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 really a very complex calendar but they all read zero 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 the at, beginning at the beginning yes now through 5125 years which was the entire duration of the calendar at these it's it, it these different numbers have been constantly in change through all these years. Well, in 2012 they zero out again, and all the numbers read zero 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 again. So the calendar then begins again. Yes, it, precisely. All right. Um, what will the harbingers be? What will occur between now and then? What are the major events on the calendar? Because these. Uh, Kursana are strange times. There's well, no question about it. Uh, you know, NBC, it's funny, began their evening newscast tonight by saying about the following words, we are running out of words to describe the winter of 96. Now, this is followed by people who are running out of words to describe the hurricane season we right. had last year. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody talks about the weather, and I'm beginning to wonder whether somebody is doing something about it um, uh, to uh, change it around a little bit. Something's going on. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. And I will tell you, according to my calculations, and I'm going to make the prediction right now, if I'm right, I'm right, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. 
The next lunar eclipse is going to be on April 3rd, 1996. The 52nd day will be uh, May 25th. And then that day starts a 13-day window. Uh, that'll go into June. April 3rd, 1996 begins a how many day window? Okay. Uh, April 3rd is the eclipse. It's a lunar eclipse. Right. Then your 52 day, 52nd day is May 25th. May 25th, right. That's okay. right. Okay. And then you still, the full cycle is a 65 day cycle. So you still have another 13 days. But those 13 days are the heavy ones because the energy, the cycle's been building for 52 days. Then it starts peaking out on the 52nd. On the 52nd. And um, so I can tell you to look at that window. Um, look the, at it for what? Um, you're going to see an increasing amount of magnetic activity, uh, electromagnetic phenomena, which uh, affects storms. You're going to see power failures um, on longitude lines that have been marked with uh, crop circles. And, oh, and there's one other thing. There's a nine-degree zone. This is very, very critical. Um from those pyramids, and from those pyramids, I have done a map based on four ancient monuments on the planet, and my theory was this, that the, uh, at one time, this, there were planetary scientists from the, from, of galactic origin residing on this planet. They built colonies and they built settlements, just like Zachariah Sitchin says. And they were not, um, we, you know, we get, because we, we have so little information, we go real woo-woo, but these guys were not woo-woo. When you are colonizing planets, you've got your stuff together, and you are a scientist, and you know what you're doing, and you're very precise, and there's nothing sloppy about Are you, you suggesting do. we were colonized, in effect, by these people? Right. And uh, that's what the whole premise of... of, of well, now you're in trouble. One. People are going to say, what do you mean we were colonized by these people? The Bible says God created Earth in a few days. Well, Best so part of a week. then they just got here on the eighth day, you know. I'm not going to argue with anyone's belief system <laughs> okay. about God. All right, uh, I do believe in God and I believe in creation, but I also believe that, that and the Pope agrees with me, by the way, uh, that there are many souls and many entities from many realms, that we're not the only one. And in, uh, his, in uh, one of the recent, in the last decade, um, uh, the Pope has asked for people to pray for others in all the cre mansions of creation. You know, that, that is true. So, so these guys were out cruising the galaxy, and they stopped by after God finished the creation. And I have no problem with that. Okay, that, <laughs> it's a that, long, it's a long creation. Well, that does mesh the religious faith with uh, your view of the uh, the way events occurred. Right. Um, so. We're in for some big storms, earthquakes, magnetic activity, that sort of thing, right? Absolutely, and I'm going to I'm going to quote the Bible, and I'm going to show you exactly where the Bible tells you the same thing. If you want me to, if you don't want me to talk about the Bible, I won't. Well, I don't mind anybody talking about the Bible. As a general rule, I don't allow Bible quoting, but so paraphrase it. What does the Bible say? Okay, in the first day, <laughs> in the first day, in the first verse of Genesis, uh, the you know the light. Uh, was separated from the dark, okay? So the Bible starts with light. And in the last book, which is Revelations, in the 21st, cha in the 21st um, chapter, the, the light is discussed again by John. And what he mentions here, 
it's really interesting because the numbers uh, mesh with the Mayan calendar. Okay. He gives some numbers in there. I'm looking for it. I, I did a little article on this. Basically, uh, in the 21st uh, chapter of Revelation, John says that uh, he saw that the old earth and the old heaven had passed away and that there was a new heaven and a new earth in its place. And he says that the new Jerusalem descended from heaven and that he measured the walls thereof, and they were 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. Yes. And the city has no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. All right, hold it right there, Kazana. We're at the top of the hour. We'll take a break. And we will come back and we will pin her down about what's coming up uh, on the Mayan calendar, which does sound kind of accurate. Stay right there. Networks presents Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired February 2nd, 1996. Once again, I am here, and I've got a guest. Her name is Kersana Duran, and she's talking about the Mayan calendar. And a lot of what we covered in the first hour was kind of technical, uh, trying to establish the uh, an understanding of why the Mayan where it came from, uh, which is about 3,100 years before Christ and its accuracy. We did that in the first hour. Now we're going to explore what the Mayan calendar says is coming up. That's next, so stay right where you are. It's really necessary to establish um, what it is, why it is, and its accuracy. So we did that. A little bit later in the program uh, this morning, I'm going to bring, I'm going to do something I've never done. Bring my mom on the air and you can ask her questions. You better be, you better not ask embarrassing questions. Hear me? <laughs> All right, back now to uh, uh, Kursana Duran and uh, Kursana uh, up in Seattle, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, Kursana, what I am now interested in, I, I think you have adequately established the accuracy of the Mayan calendar. Um, I want to ask you this. I just got a fax. Art, interesting. The calendar found in the pyramids on the walls ends May 5th, 2001. Ask Krasana if she is aware of that, and is that a cycle? Randy. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Yes, it is. It is part of the cycle. And I'll tell you, uh, and I don't want to get into numbers, uh, because when you, you start talking the calendar, 
you it's so mathematically based you, and what you can start breaking your eyes begin to glaze over out there and people don't know what you're talking exactly. about exactly i'm i'm happy with what you've established so don't try to do it anymore okay but just let me i'm going to quickly just zoom through a number here half of 52 is 26 and half of 26 is 13 right okay so the year 2000 starts the last 13 year cycle of the calendar and we have a major lineup occurring in May of 2000, where Jose Arguez believes, and, and uh, Edgar Casey uh, concurs, that uh, we're having a huge um, set of astronomical events that will very likely cause a pole shift. Now, when we talk pole shift, we're pole not shift. talking about the planet falling over or, you know, going out of orbit. We're talking about a, a magnetic shift. I understand that, but I have talked with several guests who suggest a pole shift does not occur slowly. It occurs uh, almost instantly, actually. And when it occurs, um, you could expect winds uh, in the order of 800 miles an hour. Well, okay. We, we don't really know that, though. See, we don't really know what to expect. Well, some of this is geologic data, uh, very old geologic uh, data, and they can look at strata and look at this kind of thing. Uh, if the poles were to shift, it would have a dramatic effect. It could. It, 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 it could. Uh, it, during recorded history, though, recorded history, during periods of civilization, yes. we do not have a pole shift that that's, we can right. use to compare with. That's certainly true. So I'm not jumping to any conclusions about that, and I know that there's a lot of people who really kind of, you know, uh, uh, think it's going to be severe, and it will be severe, but I also want to point something else out, that the human race has been evolving for many millions of years, and the fact that we're still standing here on this planet means somehow we survived, right. and we've survived many, many, many catastrophic periods on this planet because the nature of a planet is to go through cycles of change. That's her form of evolution, Sure. and we have survived with her. So somehow, I have a tremendous faith that humanity is going to survive this change. There will be, uh, we need to understand the nature of the change so we can cope with it. Well, like so many people uh, of your genre, um, Chrisana, um, they say, yes, we will survive. Uh, Gordon Michael Scallion, others who do predictions say, yes, humanity will survive, but there will be millions who will expire in the process. I agree with that. And there were millions who expired in the Black Plague in Europe. That's true. And when the Black Plague was over, Europe blossomed. That is true. I, I know. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Kersana, and here's another thing. I'm not in your league. I'm not in the league of Gordon Michael Scallion. I'm a talk show host. Right. I monitor events. I look at the news every day religiously. I, I'm in touch with everything electronically. And for some time now, I've been talking about what I call, I'm sure you've heard it, the quickening. Yes. Which is, to me, nothing more than an honest, objective, I believe, observation of things that are beginning to change at an increasingly rapid uh, pace, a You're very right. rapid pace. Yes. Uh, socially, economically, politically, the weather, I don't care. You pick the area, things are changing. And I can I feel it. You're right. They are. They are. And, and, and there are reasons for it. 
and it has to do with the basic environment of the planet. Um, you know, humans um, are electric. A uh, human body is an electrical system. Absolutely. And the brain has magnetic microparticles in it. Yes, that's correct. So anything that affects the the electrical potential on this planet affects human bodies and the way humans think because they are electronic systems. I believe that could be so. Yes. And the evidence very clearly says. Because you know that whenever you have a magnetic field, you always have a corresponding electrical field or electrical current. Correct. So when you're getting dramatic magnetic shifts, you are getting a corresponding shift in electrical potential somewhere in the system. I'll buy that. Uh, pardon me? I said I'll buy that. And we're, and, and it's subtle. And we know that somehow this planet is being electrically charged every day because it's, the, the the planet herself is does have an electrical charge. She has a, a negative electrical charge, and the atmosphere has a positive electrical charge. Absolutely. And it's the interplay between the two that create this whole system of planetary life, mm-hmm. or I, I won't say create it, but power it. And humans, are, their human body is a part of that. So when you're getting a dramatic shift in, in planetary environment of electrical and magnetic factors, you're going to get a corresponding shift in human behavior. Well, we sure are getting that. Yes, we are. And and, 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 and we're also getting changes in our environment. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you know, all of this does, to me, mesh together. Something is changing, and the question is, uh, since you're an expert uh, I... in, in mind calendar, um, what do we have to look forward to between now and the ending of this cycle? Well, that was we what we have to look forward to from the best that I can tell from the revelations where it spoke about the sun and the moon. Yes. In the last in the 21st chapter of revelations. And the last cycle of the Mayan calendar is is symbolized by the sun. So what we're getting is a is a shift in solar activity. And you know that solar flares affect magnetics Oh, boy, do I have... Look, I'm a ham radio operator. I monitor solar flares. I monitor solar storms. I monitor the the A and K index. That that part of it I pay attention to, and I'm telling you, right now, it's really weird out there. It's really weird, and because, you see, in all the prophecies, in all of these systems, the sun is indicated at the end as being the critical change factor. Oh, it would do it all right. And that that the sun is going through a phase shift. Uh-huh. And, and so it's causing a corresponding shift in electrical potential on this planet, which is causing the magnetics to go haywire. Which is causing people to go haywire. Absolutely. Uh, there is a story. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry to say, uh, it's, it's right up there near you in eastern Washington, Moses Lake. I, I live, I've got an affiliate in Moses Lake, right there in Moses Lake. That's about, where I live. I'm visiting Seattle. About 150 miles east of Seattle. Um, a student uh, walked into a classroom today, just killed three people, teacher, two other students, wounded yet another student. That student is in custody. No motive known yet. We don't know much about it. But it's just one more story, one more of what I call the head shakers, People going nuts, kids going nuts, um, and taking life without reason, without care. Uh, life has cheapened. Everything has changed, and this is just one more indication of that, Krasana. 
I agree with you totally. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be very frank with you at this point, that I, I am a UFO experiencer. And in 1991, I was told that this would be the characteristic of what would be occurring in this period, that people who have are not prepared to deal, that as these physical changes occur in our environment, it causes an actual shift in our thought patterns. It could probably be measured, you see, because we really are an electrical system. You can measure electrical systems. All right, you know, having said all you've just said, uh, Kirsana, there's a fellow, Dr. Nick Begich, up in Alaska. Did you get a chance to hear the show I did with him? No, I didn't. It's about the HARP project. Absolutely. You know about HARP. Yes, I do. All right, HARP is going to literally heat the ionosphere. It's going to throw so much RF energy focused in a narrow point of the ionosphere that it's going to heat and nearly blow a hole through the ionosphere. They don't know what it's going to do. But there are a lot of people, including Dr. Begich, who feel that they're going to actually be able to bounce this signal off the ionosphere back to Earth that they could, um, for example, he, he um, speculated, they could focus it on an enemy force uh, on the battlefield and cause that entire force to be disoriented um, mentally. Absolutely. And that is kind of a specific scientific experiment that sounds exactly like the natural process that you're talking about is uh, that, that's going on uh, with the sun and with uh, magnetic uh, storms and all the rest of it that is generally affecting all of us. Right. There are things you can do. You see, once you understand what the process is, I live in Soap Lake, uh, which is a natural lake. It's a salt lake in, in Washington State. Right. And the, it, the whole environment is, is uh, saturated with uh, uh, sodium sulfate, which is different than sodium chloride. And Art, I'm telling you that I can tell an enormous difference when I'm in that area, and it's the salt. I'm positive it's the salt. Uh, well, salt uh, certainly is a conductor. Absolutely. But, the, okay, there's also other mineral factors. In fact, okay. uh, for those who doubt it, you, you can uh, perform a basic experiment in a glass of water. You can take uh, one side of a 110-volt line, the other side of a 110-volt line, put it in a glass of water. It's dangerous. Don't do this and the, uh, the, the light will not come on, you can take a salt shaker and begin to put salt into the water, and it will cause conductivity, and that light will slowly begin to get brighter and brighter and brighter. The more the, more the salt you put in, the more it gets bright. Right. And, you know, somehow it affects magnetics, and I don't know how, but it's an observation that I've made. And I, and I also noticed, and I thought it was really funny, that up in New Mexico they are preparing a place to bury nuclear waste. Yeah, that's it's, right, yes. It's, it, they're burying it in salt. That's correct. And salt is a very, very important factor. And remember, just remember this, that if you're getting a shift in magnetics, how do you make a magnet? You run an electrical current through a piece of iron, and we are living on an iron-based planet. Right. So in our environment, understanding this, we can, we can arrange um, uh, grounds, if you want to call them that. In other words, when you understand that it's just a base, it's, it's really what you're doing is you're running an electrical system. And you're saying, you're saying that uh, under the circumstances, there are some safer places to be Absolutely. than others. 
Absolutely. How and about how about the Great Salt Lake in Utah? Well, I would say that that would be an ideal place to go, except I think that the nuclear testing has really shattered the mantle up there. Yes. Um, other than that, I would head for Salt Lake City. <laughs> Um, but I do think you're getting you're getting a lot of activity up there that should not be happening, and I do think it's because of uh, the damage that's been done on with the Earth's mantle through nuclear through underground testing. All right, uh, back to UFOs for a second. I am astounded by the photographs I'm getting from Mexico City. Yeah. Um, why are these UFOs, in your opinion, uh, manifesting themselves in Mexico City? Well. One thing is that that's one of their ancient centers. The Sun and Moon pyramids are very critical uh, pyramids. Very, very critical. They're very ancient. They um, are. They point out uh, magnet magnetics. They they're oriented towards magnetic north. It's true. They uh, and they show the relationship of Sun and Moon. And see, we keep getting the Sun and Moon coming up in these different traditions. Right. Um, so what it's telling us is sun and moon function, and but there's another reason for it, which is I've done a couple of maps, and uh, uh, and I've done maps. Uh, if you know, like I'm trying to think, if you know where your stress points are, and you know the geometry of how stress uh, uh, is is released, because because the whole point, I mean. You know, that's the whole process of change is, is building up stress and then finding points of release for it. That's right. Then if you know how that stress is going to be released, you can plot your earthquake zones. Now, one of the key stress points in the earth grid right now is marked by those two pyramids. And the evidence, I've done a tremendous amount of research on this, is that by extending uh, angles at 52 degrees across the globe from those two pyramids, right. I explained, well, I won't use the word explained, let's put it like this, 85% of the earthquakes in the North America during a three-month, a random three-month period that I just went to the USGS and got the data, was in those zones. Mm-hmm. In exact, precise, nine-degree zones extended from those two pyramids. So those two pyramids are a stress point in the earth grid. Is there going to be a big West Coast earthquake? Absolutely. How soon? Um, well, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure because there are a lot of factors. There are a lot of factors that play into when an earthquake happens. But I will tell you that I'm looking at, uh, I, I, I will tell you that it will be during an important astronomical uh, uh, alignment because of the stress and pull mm-hmm. of living in a host solar system with other planets. When are we expecting such an alignment? Uh, I say within nine months. Within That's nine my months, gut. Yeah. And it will be, and I will, it will be relative to either, uh, it will It will be relative to June or December date. All right. Those... Hold it there, Grisana. We'll be back to you and we'll get to the phones in a moment. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996.
listening to Art Bell Somewhere in Time on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. Certainly is. People already appearing on the video phone. My guest is uh, Kasana Duran, and she is talking about the Mayan calendar. And I'm going to tell you what I think uh, about this. Some of it is very hard to understand, but a great deal of what she is saying is right down the same alley, frankly, as what a lot of other people out there are saying, whether it's Gordon Michael Scallion, Zachariah Sitchin, uh, so, so many people that we have interviewed. And while you might not want to consider any single person as having the answer, it really would shock and elude me that you could not consider the collective uh, words, the prophecy, as beginning to say that, hey folks, something is about to happen. Back now to Kirsana, and uh, we're about to open lines. Uh, are you there? Yeah, I am. Um, Art, yes. before we start, I have put a couple of maps that I did indicating zones right. on the Internet. So anyone who uh, want, can get on the Internet can get in there and get those maps. Uh, okay. Uh, tell them where to go. Okay. The address is http right. colon slash slash www dot blue b l u e w a t e r p period c o m slash and then a tilde and oh, then sheesh I know it's almost over and then b c r i s s e y oh that's horrible uh Krishna I would suggest that you get hold of the people who run my page and have a link put in. Uh, if you want a lot of people to be on there, my uh, my uh, internet address uh, is um, a com. That's it. www.artbell.com. Okay. And that's uh, that's that's an address that people can reasonably get to uh, and write down. Okay. And, and so if there's a link to your page, then I think you'll get a lot more people on it because that's an awfully long internet address. Yeah, we can get it. We can get a link uh, put in. But I I, I want to say that my whole goal in this, in what I in what I've done in my research, is to take it out of the area of specialist and put it into the hands of ordinary people who can use it every day. Sure. Uh, and um, these maps are on the Internet. They're free. Um, anyone can follow these maps real easy. The zones are very, very clear to see. Um, and then you've got to get your timing factor in. Um, and you, your timing factor is... Uh, to understand... All right, listen, there are thousands of people accessing my Internet page. Maybe you would just want to put the maps up for download uh, or observation on my Internet page. Would that be easier for you? Uh, right now? I can't do it right now. I don't have access. Not, not this very moment. Oh, yeah, oh, right. Okay, sure. Within days. Yeah, tomorrow we'll do it. Okay, good. So there you go. Um, and now, how hard are the times ahead going to be? Very, very hard, and I'll tell you why. Because we have, well, we're in, our, we're in an, we, even if we were not having these cyclic changes, we would be in for some very rough times. 
because of the environmental damage that we've caused. And I, I don't want to go into a crusade about the environmental damage, but it's there. Well, don't be afraid to say what you feel. Uh, when you say environmental damage, what have we done? Well, the algae is dying in the sea. Do you know what that means? <laughs> I, I'm afraid I do, actually, yes. You know, that, that's an, an enormous source of oxygen. We have these incredible epidemics that are occurring because of the rainforest being cut down. In other words, we have upset an already delicate balance. Mm -hmm. And we are going to have high winds. I, I believe it. Now, that's I'm talking psychic now. I can see the high winds, you know. Um, you we're can, going you, to have... You can um, see them. When you say you can see them, uh, I always want to stop and I want to ask you... What do you mean you can see them? Well, you mean in your mind's eye, yes. psychically? How do you psychically. see them? Psychically, yeah, psychically, I know that they're coming. Um, uh, Gordon Michael Scallion predicted the worst uh, hurricane season ever. Uh, in fact, I believe it was an exact tie with the world's uh, worst recorded hurricane season ever. He predicted Vesuvius and Etna would erupt. They did. Yes. Um, he predicts um, dire circumstances if a certain cycle of earthquakes are fulfilled, and they're well on their way. Yes. And so, Gordon, yourself, others, predicting all of this in the short term. Now, the Mayan calendar, uh, did you say 2012? 2012, at, in the winter solstice, which is in December, at uh -huh. the end of December. All right. So it's essentially 13, 13 years into the next millennia. All right. I want you to take a couple of calls and questions uh, from the audience, okay? okay? All right. So let us do that. Um, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Kursana Duran. Hi. Hi, Art. Yes. This is Nancy. I'm calling from a little tiny town called Syed Valley, 15 miles south of the Oregon border. Hi, Nancy. Yes, um, I have a question for Christina. Um, I've been subscribing to a newsletter that she reports in, so I know somewhat about her writings. And I wanted to ask about the magnetics. Um, I've been meditating about eight years now, and I can feel a tremendous shift in just magnetic awareness, especially in my forehead, a very, very strong pull. Right. And I just wanted to ask you... Um, you know, other most people who don't meditate or aren't aware of this may think you're kind of nuts if you think this stuff. Um, I just wondered if this is part of the shift that's occurring that so many peop certain people do have more of a sensitivity to this. Absolutely, exactly. And we, and and we were just talking about the uh, magnetic microparticles in the brain. Mm hmm And 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 I don't want to go into a lot of esoteric information on the phone. Mm -hmm. But basically, you know, the subtle, you, the body is surrounded by a subtle energy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's affected by magnetics also. Okay. So that that's, this is picking up on the shift that is occurring at this point. I think it is. I really do. And I, and I, as I said, I think that, that our actual frequency, the actual frequency of the physical energy is shifting so that that our 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 mental processes are occurring in a different frequency and and I don't mean that in an esoteric manner I mean that in an absolute literal uh sense of the of the word mm -hmm. and and people who don't understand that the process of thought 
and how their minds work and how thought is generated can panic. They can get very uh, confused and uh I think confusion is a big part of the phenomena when people don't understand what's going on. Uh, I, I think the phenomena itself uh, actually causes a great deal of confusion. Exactly. And um, I see it all around me. I really do. Um, I hear it all around me. The right. headlines are full of it all around all of us, and um, so I believe it to be true. Uh, Wild Card Line, you're on the air with Kursana Duran. Hi. Yes, uh yeah, I got a question here, and it's something that I found out of in the in the Bible, and I'm really wondering about it. If she knows anything about it. All right, where are you, sir? I'm from Merced, California. All right, and it's about Ezekiel in chapter one and chapter two. He talks about these four living creatures that came from the heavens that resemble man, and they came out of flying wheels. Right, the wheels within wheels. Yes. All right. Uh, very familiar with those passages. Um, are the wheels within the wheels, Kirsana, the um, UFOs that are being seen now in Mexico and may have been here so long ago? Well, frankly, since I wasn't there, I'd have to make an educated guess to say <laughs> probably. Probably, huh? <laughs> probably. Um, because, you know, that the UFOs, you know, uh, Carl Jung, uh, the psychologist did a paper in the 50s called Flying Saucers, Myths of Things Seen in the Sky. Right. And one of the things that just absolutely astounded him was the in incredible similarity between the shapes of UFOs and the shapes of the most fundamental uh, images of human experience, uh, cosmic eggs, uh, and, and that they are also the same shape as galaxies mm -hmm. and the structure of space. You know, uh, there's just there's just certain structures that are um, uh, universal because they work. There are some people, uh, Krishna, who say this is uh, something that can be avoided. That uh, whatever changes lie ahead or disaster lies ahead can be changed with human thought and with human. Um, uh, participation in becoming more, what's the word, uh, spiritual, uh, if not religious, but spiritual. Are you of that school of thought, or would you say that what lies ahead lies ahead inevitably, and we are no more in control of it than we are the bad winter we're having right now? Well, I, the bad winter is a perfect example because, <laughs> yes, we're having a bad winter, but the way you deal with that bad winter makes a big difference. Right. You know, I do believe I do believe that people and I, there's evidence uh, in with meditation groups that in you know meditation groups have been taken to to uh, war zones. Oh yes. And and they'll find that there'll be less violence in in their sphere of activity. You know where the med where the people are meditating. So humans really do really do influence their environment, but the environment influences them. And it's not an either-or kind of deal. It's like it should be, we should be cooperating. You know, we understand that we're not the beginning and end of anything. In other words, relax and enjoy it because it's going to occur. Kursana, stay right where you are. We'll be right back to you. Back now to Kursana. And Kursana, are you there? I am. All right, let's take some more calls. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Kursana Duran. 
Hello? 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 Yes? Ma'am, hello? I guess not. Uh, we'll go on. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Chrisana Duran. Hello? Hello? Turn your radio off, please. I will. Okay, good for you. <laughs> I wonder, but I want to talk to Art. That's this, yes, that, that, is, that is me. Where are you? I'm in Yakima, Washington. Yakima. Okay, well here we are. I want to talk to Art. I'm Art. Oh, you are Art. You don't sound like Art on the phone. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Now well, you're either... not disappointing me. I listen to you every night of my life. Okay, Art. What I want to know is, I want to take your trip, but I want to fly to Moscow with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the way I'll do it. I'm widowed. I travel the world, and I I, I want to go to St. Petersburg. It, it's a part of the world I have not been. Uh huh. But if you fly to Moscow, I'll take your trip and I'll fly to Moscow with you. I'm 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 not a threat. I'm uh, 68 years old. Are you? And I'm are, not a threat. All right. Well, uh, listen, we've got a guest on right now, dear. I know you do. Do you have a question for her? I don't because I've been trying to get to you for so gosh darn long. <laughs> okay. Well, look, you come to Moscow with me. We'll do it. I'm I'm up for it. I'm game. Thank you very much for the call. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Kursana Duran. Where are you calling from, please? Uh, southeastern Michigan. Oh, oh boy! How cold is it, sir? Uh, it's probably about uh, twenty below. Winter twenty, Joe, twenty below. Yeah. Wonderful. I saw a demonstration earlier tonight of somebody in, in about forty-five or fifty below, and they threw uh, hot water into the air. And I've been telling people for years you can do it, and it came down as ice crystals. Huh. Uh, it's, it. it's a serious winter we're having this winter. Uh, anyway, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, I do, kind of. All right, kind of. Go ahead. Um, it's for your guest, and uh, I'm wondering if she can uh, think back well, it's quite a few years ago and see if anything significant was going on in this particular time. Uh, it would have been late October of 1978 in uh, the Midwest or something like that, you know, in the, in the Michigan area far as UFO activities or anything like that. Oh, good question, and I know why you're asking. Well, I, I'd like to talk to you or her off the air if I could, but... Well, I, I you, you can't, so... Uh, okay, well, if you could... And I, I'd like to hang on and listen if I could and maybe comment. All right, thank you. Um, Kirsana? Um, well, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't know why he's asking that question, and in my mind, at, in, back then, I had no awareness of UFOs. I had just no interest and no knowledge. So it doesn't ring a bell. I know the activity that's been occurring up there in the last year. Uh, actually, I guess two years now has just been just uh, phenomenal. Uh, it has been. And uh, it, 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 so tell her why are you asking? Well, I, I, I kind of have a personal experience, and uh, I really don't want to comment uh, too much on it. All right. Well, that's fine, sir. We appreciate it. Uh, without your comment, though, it's hard to respond. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. And look, that's not I don't good. know what that is. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Kursana Duran. Hello. Hello there. Going once, going twice, going three times. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Kursana Duran. Uh, yes, this is Jeff Markta. Hello, Jeff. How's Arkansas? Cold, very cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a uh, question uh, concerning, concerning a prediction uh, by Nostradamus. I was wondering, does she foresee anything happening around this time 
where he predicted, um, I don't know if this could possibly be a UFO or what have you, but he predicted a destroyer coming out of the sky in uh, November of 1999. Well, that correlates with uh, the biblical prophecies of wormwood, wormwood, and it would be very likely to happen um, if we were, like, uh, you know, we have had the comets coming in and a lot of asteroid activity, and and I don't, the dream spell um, uh, postulates um, an asteroid, that we're moving into an asteroid belt. It includes the asteroid belt or the asteroid, you know, between, um, uh, over by Mars. You know about Hale-Bopp. Oh, yeah. Is Hale-Bopp, does Hale-Bopp uh, potentially timeline-wise fit into anywhere special? Absolutely. Where? Well, remember, I was talking about an internal underlying uh, timing sequence of the whole system, of the solar system, right? Right. Well, Hell Bob, as, um, I have heard rumors since 1985 of, uh, of this, uh, of, a, of, of, of a planetoid basically coming towards the Earth uh, that has been watched by the big telescopes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is Hellbop. It's been they've been aware of it for a long time. But what is important is that it came within viewing sight of amateur telescopes near Jupiter in the month of July. That's fact. And it is now, I believe, behind the sun, getting ready to reemerge, and so we will see it again. Now I want to point out that the year before that, in July, we had a real important event with Jupiter, which was Shoemaker Levy. So. What is occurring is that in, in July 26, 1992, Jose Arguez, Jose and Lloyd Dean Arguez built a um, time shift into the dream spell. They took the, they took the old Mayan paradigm and they said, okay, the time is shifting and we're going to calibrate this time shift and we're going to commence the new year on July 26, 1992 every year. Trisana, we are out of time. Okay. So, Trisana, I want to thank you. You uh, have underscored what so many others have said on this program. It was a pleasure. Thank you, and uh, and good night uh, up in the Seattle area. All right, we'll be back with open lines and some special stuff next. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996.
You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. Mom Bell's here in a moment. <laughs> Just, um, as I said, if I sound a little distracted this morning, it's because I'm a little distracted this morning. We are doing a million things, getting a video phone set up, and uh, here's a fax on it. And I thought you'd all like to hear it, so you know. It says, Art, your Vidian setup is really neat. I got through after many tries. The phone line is usually busy, or the phone doesn't pick up when a normal dial tone is reached. The Vidian software log said I tried 15 times before I got in. But enough about the problems. It was well worth the wait. I really got a kick out of watching you do the program dressed in a T-shirt with a backdrop of your home studio. It adds a new and intriguing dimension to your show. Getting a personal hello during the commercial break was a nice touch, too. This is cutting-edge technology, but you don't have to be a technoid to get it working. The software automatically detects all of the parameters used by your computer and modem, works even without fine-tuning. Congratulations on successfully pulling us a little further into the 21st century. Do you plan to add more phone lines or set up access via the Internet? I'll be dialing in frequently to see your show but maybe I'll allow others to get in first. Next time, I'll have a microphone plugged in to say hello back. Well, you can't do that with this software. It's one way. It's for demo. That's from Neil in Houston, Texas, who I guess was watching me a little earlier. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. All right. Let me talk to you about, uh, by the way, I've got the camera focused on my mom, so that's who you're going to be seeing for this hour. And I have turned. I have no idea who's on there. I've turned my video screen off. Uh, because it is simply too distracting. Um, however, here is Ma Bell, Yo Ma. Hi, say, say hello. Hi, everybody. I'm petrified, but I guess I'll get over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them where you are, where you're from. Oh, I'm from eastern Long Island, out on the tip of Long Island near Montauk Point. And uh, coming to Nevada is so so different here. Oh, yes. I do want to thank everybody for the avalanche of faxes which have been pouring in, and I wish I could thank you all personally, but uh, it's wonderful to know how much you love art, and it's hard for me to call him art, and if I once in a while call him Trey, you'll understand. Yeah, that's for his... the hour, go ahead and call me Trey. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's doesn't more matter. natural for me to call you Trey. Why was I named Trey, by the way? Well, you're the third Arthur William Bell. Right, and it's just a, a way of saying that, I guess. So in Fran French, it's, uh, it, 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 no, it's derivation I, French. No, no, I think it has to do with cards, playing cards, right. ace, deuce, trash. Ah, <laughs> see, I don't even know that about myself. Yeah. All right, well, what I would like you to do, um, if, if by the way, it's good not to be in Long Island right now. I've, I've seen the way. I am absolutely now. delighted to be away from Long Island at this point. I doubt if I could even get out my driveway. <laughs> All right, I would like to subject you to an hour of questions uh, from the audience. So, any of you out there who would like to ask my mom a question about me, now have that opportunity. Um, as you can see, when we do shows, we do about different shows every night. It's absolutely incredible. Let's give it a try. Let's see what we get. Who knows? West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello, Ma Bell. Hi. What, what's your son's favorite meal that you cook? <laughs> That's easy. He uh, loves very plain food, things like 
hamburgers and I just spaghetti. had a hamburger tonight. Pardon? I just had a hamburger tonight. We had spaghetti. Oh, uh, spaghetti. You said he got sick that one day from the spaghetti. No, oh. no, 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 that's not true. Um, thank you very much. No, I didn't get sick from spaghetti. I got sick from a sandwich that came from an unnamed restaurant. I won't name the restaurant. Uh, it was barbecued beef. And I got sick after I ate some spaghetti, but the, the, the spaghetti was down for about five minutes before I got sick. Uh, it came from hours earlier, and uh, so there you are. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Good morning. Oh, hello, Ma Bell. Hi. Uh, you sound like such a sweetheart. I just want to say hi. Thank and you. I really love your son's show, and I think it must have been really amazing growing up with him or have him grown up with you. It certainly was. It was quite an experience. <laughs> uh, what do you think of his uh, UFO encounter? Well, I think the whole thing about UFOs is fascinating, and I don't know much about it except what I hear him talking about, but I believe in them. I, uh, I believe in them, too. And uh, I just want to say hello to Phil and uh, Paul also. And Art, have a wonderful night, and I love your show. All right. Take care, my friend. Um, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Where are you calling from, please? This is Tim from Denver, KL Country. Hey, Tim. Uh, good morning, Ma Bell. Hi, Tim. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I think your son is delightful, and I'm sure he gets it from somewhere. So uh, <laughs> even though I don't know you, I know where he, he gets all of his politeness and his uh, intelligence and uh, uh, his uh, great rapport with the audience. Well, that's very sweet of you. To uh, say. My question. Yes. First of all, do you get to listen to your son uh, uh, in New York? Every single night. Uh, I have a chihuahua. Uh-huh. And I was recently widowed, so the chihuahua is now my companion. And we listen to him all night, share a snack in the middle of the night, but... If I can't listen to him, then I turn on my real talk, which tapes the rest of the show. Oh, I see. Terrific. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Get the plug I, in I... for my sponsor. That's great, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, Sue and Bob Crane. <laughs> Friends. What I was going to say is, if after this hour here that you spend with us, if you enjoy it, I was wondering if you were going to uh, uh, maybe fall into David Letterman's mom's footsteps and do some remote reports from around the country uh, as she's covered uh, the World Series for Dave on his show and things. I just thought that might be something you would... Uh, yeah, actually, Letterman, Letterman has made a uh, kind of a star out of his mom, hasn't he? He sure has. I don't think I'm in that uh, category. Category. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's great to hear you. Uh, I'm glad that you get to listen to your son. I wish you a long life and happiness. Thank you. Thank uh, you. All right. Uh, do you care to tell them how old you are? No. No? Okay. <laughs> all right. First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Good morning. Good morning to you. Where are you, sir? I'm in Idaho. This is Peter. How are you? Okay, Peter, speak up good and loud. You're a little hard to hear. Yeah, okay. I got a question for you, Mrs. Bell. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. What's the question? Uh, does Art have any brothers and sisters? Oh, good yes. question. Yes, he has two sisters, one in Oakland, uh, California, and one in West Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, he was a terrible tease with them when they were growing up. Well, there were pains in the neck <laughs> they were growing up. Well, they have a good relationship now that they're all... Adults. Well, right, but um, I was see, I was the oldest, and I think it's it's the hardest for the oldest. I do too. Yeah. 
because it's like I had to break you in for everything, and then they they slid right in behind me. <laughs> All right, okay. uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hello there. Goodbye. First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Well, good morning, Art. Good morning, Mrs. Bell. How are you? Fine, thank you. Where are you, sir? I'm in Chandler, Arizona. Chandler. All right. Um, I'm looking at her picture in your book right now. It's a very attractive woman. Thank you. I wanted to say that, and I'm sure you're still just as attractive. Well, I was wondering, uh, was Art uh, interested in the uh, type of thing that he's interested in now, you know, what his show is all about, when he was a young, younger child? In other words, radio? Oh, uh, just the, the topics you talk about, just in general. Oh, okay. Everything like that. All right, all right. It's a good question. Well, um, was I? Well, he's always been interested in radio, and uh, a ham radio operator, as you know. Um, I tore apart a bunch of your appliances, didn't I? What did you say? I, I tore apart a bunch of your appliances, electrical appliances, when I was young. Oh, yes, when he was about three years old, maybe even younger. He uh, really began early, huh? He cut, he cut the cord off my, the plug off my toaster. I needed it. Because he needed it for one of his electrical. He had taken a cardboard box and plugged it into that. <laughs> of course, he was just a baby, but uh, that was an, sort of a, a signal of things to come, I think. Probably lucky I lived through that, huh? Right, Didn't although it wasn't myself. plugged in at the time, fortunately. I once, there's something you don't know. Or maybe you do know it. I don't know if I put it in the book or not. I think I did, and I was afraid to. I, um, when I was very young, uh, and I was experimenting with electricity, um, I got Tina to help me. Tina's my older sister. And we wired Barbara into an electric chair. That's in the book, I think. Yeah, is that in the book? I yeah. think so, yes. <laughs> uh, it's well that you didn't find out about that until I wrote the book, I It suppose. certainly is. Uh, but we were going to plug her into the wall. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awful. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Hi, I'm calling from Muskegon, Michigan. Muskegon, I'm, all right. Yeah, my name is Dee. It is very cold here, and I just wanted to say hi to Ma Bell. And I wanted to ask her if she was planning on going on the trip with you. No, next... no, I'm not. Is it B, did you say? D. 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 Oh, hi, D. Uh, no, I'm not planning on going on the trip, but I think they're going to have a wonderful time. And I do think uh, Trey is planning to take his son with him, which is going to be a first and a wonderful experience for a young man. Actually, she uh, she went on the cruise um, that uh, that I'm about to go on some time ago, didn't you? Roughly that cruise. You've been over yes. that area. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you would recommend that for um, a trip to bring children on? Well, oh, I, I think yes. I'll let. Yes, I think any traveling is wonderful for youngsters. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Oh, yes. Uh, you know, he's 14 now, and uh, I think he's ready for that kind of an experience. It's very broadening to travel, very broadening to travel, and um, he'll come back a changed young man. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell, top of the morning. Where are you, please? I am in Sumsville, St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hey, how cold is it? It's, uh, well, last night it was 35 below, and tonight it's uh, moving towards that, too. We've got record... Uh, Record cold weather all through Minnesota tonight. They showed a picture of a guy throwing uh, hot water into the air, which came down as ice crystals. That's about right. <laughs> and it, there, there was another man who uh, uh, opened or had a um, 
uh, can of pop that was out for just a few minutes, and when he opened it up, it was frozen solid. Oh, my gosh. So that's Well, anyway, you're on the air with my mom. Do you have a question for my mom? It's a one-time opportunity here. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi. I, I just love hearing you, and it's so nice to have you visiting with us. And I have been thinking about you and have been concerned. Have you... Uh, I'm sure you're aware of the um, predictions that Gordon Michael Scallion has made for Long Island. Uh, I have heard that it's a possibility that Long Island might not be there sometime, but I don't like to dwell on the thought. Okay. Are you planning to stay there, or are you planning to maybe move back and be closer to trade? Well, of course, that would be wonderful, but my home is on Long Island, and my roots are sort of there. And, uh I think almost anywhere you live in this country, there are, you know, there are scary things. Things to worry about. Yeah, things yeah. to worry about. Yeah. And uh, as we speak, by the way, Long Island's getting clobbered, so, uh, in fact, the whole Northeast is. Yes. I, I don't know. I think Brokaw was right tonight. They're running out of words to describe this winter. Now, you've been through a lot of winters, right? I mean, you lived in the Northeast all your life. Right. I abandoned the Northeast, as you know, as soon as I could. <laughs> well, I know you love warm weather, and I don't blame I do, you. yes. And uh, so, um, is this uh, is this winter substantially worse than others you've seen? Do you think the weather's changing? Put you on the spot here. I think I think what you talk about the quickening is here. I mean, I think the weather is weird all over the country. It's uh, the floods, the, the fires, the um, the snows, the blizzards. We went through a blizzard just Earthquakes, recently. all of it. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. It is scary. All right, the two of us will be back in just a moment. Stay right there. And uh, now back uh, for about five minutes to the bottom of the hour uh, to Ma Bell and your questions. It's actually my mom. She's here in the desert with me all the way from frigid, snow-locked Long Island, New York. All right. Uh, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Where are you calling from, please? Medford, Oregon. All right. It's Trish. Hello, Trish. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, Ma Bell, what station do you hear art on in New York? My friend is there, and he can't hear it at all anywhere. Well, I've been listening currently to Rochester, which I think is called... Uh, WHAM? WHAM in Rochester, yes. Yes, so. yes. And, and you can't get that either. That's, that's odd. Well, she has it, so... I have that wonderful Sanjian radio that Trey gave me, and ah. uh, that and the select antenna together uh, bring it in very well. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, plus, we're about to come on in uh, Hamden. We're, we're on WAVZ, and we're coming on WELI yeah, shortly, right. which is uh, very clear and very strong and very close. So. Right across the sound from Connecticut. So WELI? Yes, uh-huh. And what else? Uh, well, we were on WAVZ, but we're moving over to WELI. Oh. So that's, that's the answer to your question. Okay, well, thanks. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, wild Card Line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. What's the most trouble Art ever got into? That's a good question, actually. Uh, what is the most trouble I ever got into? I remember selling 22s in school. I didn't even know about that. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, I, I took a bunch of 22s into school. You know, I had a 22. Remember, Dad gave me a 22. Well, I remember the 22 that you shot up all the neighborhood mailboxes with. That was a BB gun. Oh, oh well, I don't know the difference anyway. Well, the difference is a hole as opposed to a big dent. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I was always into guns as a youngster. I, uh, I guess I got my first. When did I get my first gun? About twelve. I think like so, and you had to campaign for a long time before your father would let you have it. And now I'm still into guns, but I've learned a lot. All right, um, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Hi, Ma Bell. Hi. Um, this is Paul Al from San Marcos, Texas. How do you do? I listen to the Mario WOAI. Big station, yes, indeed. Very big. And I wanted to know, um, how was it... Or did you ever expect Art being as big as he is? <laughs> when you say as big, do you mean physically or in radio? Well, in radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he is physically tall, too. But uh, no, I didn't. I, I didn't realize the great potential he had, and I'm so proud of him, I can't tell you. And for your information, caller, I didn't expect it either. Well, you turned out to be a great success. Um, it's true. We're doing very well, and um, I, I have a lot of people to thank for that. I guess the one right next to me, uh, more than any other. Thank you. You're, thank you. All right. Uh, we're a little short on time here to the bottom of the hour. First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Uh, hi, Ma Bell. Hi. Where are you? I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. All right. Ooh, boom, cold, I bet. 21 below. Oh, my gosh. It's a record. <laughs> it's really cold. It's really exciting to talk to people all over the country. I, I mean, to be talking to Nebraska is Amazing, really huh? great. <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. Hey, listen, hon, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. Can you hold over? You bet. I'd be glad to. All right. Stay right where you are in cold, frigid Lincoln. The whole country's cold. Back with Ma Bell in a moment. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. <laughs> Networks presents Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight's program originally aired February 2nd, 1996. Here again I am along with Ma Bell, uh, who's here from uh, Long Island, New York. It's great to have my mom here, and it is your opportunity to ask her a question. I was really joking. You can ask her uh, anything you want. Um, we are continuing to um, say hello to people on video, and they're continuing to say hello to us, and it is working like a bandit. It would seem so. Um, uh, back to it we go. Um, let's uh, let's see where shall we go? Um, wild card line. You're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Hi. I'm calling from Springfield, Illinois, home of a balmy negative 22 degrees. Oh Ooh. my goodness. I'm going to put on shorts and a tank top. 
two questions for you, if I could. Sure. Um, art, as you probably are well aware, obviously has very, very interesting taste in music. And I'm wondering if you listen to a lot of music, and if so, what kind do you like? And yeah. also, I was curious, when Art was a teenager, was he at all oh, uh, popular with the ladies? <laughs> all right. Uh, both good questions. Music first. Okay. So far as music is concerned, uh, I managed to uh, wheedle a copy of Cusco away from uh, a, tri a CD, which I'm planning to take home with me, and I'm taking home a brand-new computer, which my son gave me, and I can play it on that as soon as I figure out, you know, the mechanics of it. So there you are. So uh, she's enjoying, I guess, the music, some of the bumper music. What kind of music yes. do you like otherwise? I like a lot of different kinds, uh, like musical shows and uh, some classical music, kind of a potpourri. You, know? you like musicals, you know, like Broadway music. Sure. I hate them. <laughs> All right, and uh, when I was a teenager, he asked about the ladies. He was always very popular with the girls. Uh, I won't say that he always, that when he was younger, he didn't pay any attention to them, but about the time he became Boy Scout, I think was about the time he, maybe it was the uniform. It was, it was Kathy Jarrett, actually. Well, Kathy was in Maryland. That's right. Uh, she's, she's the first real serious heartthrob that I can recall. And I think one of these days, or one of these nights, rather, she's apt to get Call in someday. I, you know, I, I, I wonder how it would be to see Kathy after all those years. Maybe not good. Maybe I should. she should live on in my memory as she was at 12 or so. You know? uh, that could be. <laughs> yeah. uh, wild Card Line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Morning, Mrs. Bell. How are you? Morning. I'm fine, thank you. Morning, <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any particular question for you, but what I did have was I just a thought um, that I was thinking about, you know, all this stuff, and you're talking about the quickening a lot and everything like that. Yes. And just like the, the kid that went off and shot them people and stuff like that. Up in uh, Washington. Right. Yes. Um, I was just thinking about that, and I was talking... I, I'm from Rock Falls, and I call in, I talk about financial situations sometimes. Yes. And talking about, you know, finances collapsing and stuff like that. And I was talking to a lady about that, and she lived through, a through the Depression, and she said the only difference between now and then would be is everybody kill one another. Back then, they helped one another out. All right, well, it's a good, uh, it's a good point, actually. Um, during the Depression, people sacrificed. People made it. It was a lot harder than it is today for people, and yet people today are walking around shooting each other. you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think we're living in a very strange time. time. Oh, we are. Um, every newscast, every time you pick up a newspaper, uh, something horrible has happened. And uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's the quickening, I guess. What are your politics? Well, you describe me. I I think I feel the same way as you do. Right down the line, we always have felt pretty much the same way. Not a, not a big Clinton fan. No. No. Uh, <laughs> and if you were able to see her on TV when she said that, there was an expression that went with the no. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Goodbye. Wild card line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Yeah, Art. Uh... 
No offense, this is your mother? Uh, no, it absolutely is, yes. This is Charlie the Terrible. Hi, Charlie. Yeah, well, uh... Your son's a moron, but here's the thing I don't here's the thing I don't understand. What kind of an egomaniac uh knuckle dragger would bring his uh mother on a uh, radio talk show? I mean but anyway, let me ask let me ask you a question here. Um sure. I honestly believe that uh, children who grow up um and and get uh, conservative views uh Really, uh, that their parents have been rather mean to them, and then they, and that's their psychological way of uh, of taking it out on uh, the rest of society, and that's why they're conservative. In other um, words, meanness. Yeah. In other words, meanness translates. Is when, what did you're this, uh, when did uh, when did uh, he first start showing uh, signs of being uh, conservative? Oh, that's a good question, actually, from a moron. Um, I, I really think he could answer that better. You know, I haven't. I haven't seen as much of him since he's been grown up as I would like right. to. This is actually a reunion of what, uh, oh, about 10 or 12, 12 yeah. years, something right. like that? And I'm going to meet my grandson tomorrow for the first... I haven't seen him since he was just probably about four years old. So, there you are. When did I begin to show signs of being conservative? Um, well, most of my adult life, really. Um, always been that way. Uh are you the Charlie from the book? No, he's he's got yeah, he is the Charlie from the book, right? I'm checking my knuckles now and there's no blood there, so they, they can't have been dragging too much. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Yes. Well, hello, Mama. Hello. I think you are the Bell of the Southwest tonight, uh -huh. aren't you? Thank you. Yeah, well, that's a very nice way to describe me. All I know is I'm having a wonderful time. And, and you are a survivor in the first degree. We know that because you raised art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, good. we love him to pieces, and uh, I think he's just marvelous. And between you and God, you did good, honey. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. Um, my mom was a Marine, a Marine, one of the first Marine drill instructors. Now, let's ask a little bit about that, because people are going to be curious about that. Um, you really were one of the first, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what made what in the world possessed you? Uh, I mean, I, I remember my time at Lackland Air Force Base, right? And I remember my drill instructor, meanest SOB that I ever ran across in my life. Were you mean like that? To, yeah. to, you know, to the ladies that you were training? No, not really. Um, I think the reason I became a drill instructor was because I, I had, had a lot. Of, I had taught dancing when I was younger, and I loved the cadence of it. And uh, Marching? The marching, right. And uh, I brought one platoon after another through their boot camp. And I really, I look back on those years as very pleasant. There was one gal who um, sent me a fax last night. And she took her training at Hunter College in New York, too, where I did. And she went to Cherry Point, and I went to uh, New River, North Carolina, Camp Wajun. and uh, My birthplace. Yes, where where Trey was born, and uh, those years were very interesting. I thought very happy years. But still, you had to be um, in basic training. There are certain things that are done that kind of test the person. So you couldn't have been a pure sweetheart. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know what the platoon, the gals in the platoon were. Ah, perspective, <laughs> huh? Yeah, perspective, right. that's right. In other words, my drill sergeant may remember us all fondly, too, but 
Believe me, many of us remember him as about the meanest man walking the face of the earth. And he shouldn't turn his back, right? Uh, uh, definitely. <laughs> First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Yeah, Ma Bell, how you doing? Fine, fine. Listen, um, I, I got the mom, my mom's got the same last name as you. And uh, I was just curious, with all the traveling that Art does, um, I'm, I'm surprised that you, you haven't been, a, you guys haven't connected you know, haven't seen each other in such a long time. Uh, do you have an explanation for that? Well, he lived a gypsy life for a long time. He he was uh, going from one radio job to another, uh, climbing the ladder to where he is right now. And uh, I always lived on the East Coast in a climate that he detests. So our paths just didn't cross. I was busy, and he was busy. And it, it is true. I, I, she's right. I led a very gypsy-like existence. It is the nature of those who are in radio. And I, she's right. I detest the, uh, the Northeast. As a matter of fact, since she's been out here, you know, I went up to 60 today, and the sun was shining. And I said, you know, why don't you sell that place back there and move out here? And uh, she's still clinging to Long Island where the snow's probably piling up to about uh, hip deep by now. And where the real estate market is so limp that I couldn't sell my house if I wanted to, so... <laughs> she says, all right. Well, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi, Art. This is Mark, the Seattle astronomer. I called you a couple nights ago. I sent you a fax. I hope you get it. I've been having a hard time getting information to you. All right, Mark. But I'd like to say that your mother is a pure delight, and I wanted to know if she had thought about getting her own radio program. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> no, I'll let Trey take care of that. But you know something? This is the most exciting night with this uh, Vidian, is it? The Vidian, yes. Uh, I've turned off the screen because oh. it, it's simply too distracting. Uh, television, uh, but maybe not for you because uh, you're, you're doing this anyway, but for me... I find it really distracting, and I'm not going to be able to have the screen on when I do this. I can see that now. Well, you'll, you'll get used to that after a while. You told me that it wouldn't be any problem for me to be on. I, I told you I was very st stage struck, but um, you'll feel the same way after that. This is a remarkable technology. Oh, fascinating. going to have to remember not to pick my nose or scratch. <laughs> <laughs> First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi, how you doing there, Art? All right. I don't think I'd ever get through to you. This is Bob in Tacoma. Hi, Bob. Oh, how you doing? All hey, right. Uh, I like a, I got a couple of questions for Ma Bell there. All right. Uh, how many times, uh, Ma Bell, did you uh, think that you have ever had to whack Art on his, uh, his old perump when you got out of hand? <laughs> well, he got too big for me after a while, I mean, or two, and he was fast on his feet. Um, yeah, yeah he, had his, he had his running shoes on, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, there were a few times, sir, to answer your question. Uh, do, do you think it, it looks like perhaps the coming of the Lord draweth nigh, Mobile? But I, I'm sorry, I didn't do you, do you think it's the coming of the Lord is drawing near with all this thing, these things going on? Uh, I don't, I good don't good know. question. In other words, uh, and I, I can't answer it. Uh, no. we, we all feel that something is happening. I, I, I agree, agree right? and I don't know what it is. It could be what you say. Coming of the Lord. Who knows? Coming of a just a change. Coming of something. Though. Yes, something big and and scary, yeah. frightening. Big footsteps in the background. You know, like that big creature. What's his name? Sasquatch. Yeah, Sasquatch. You've heard my Sasquatch, right? <laughs> You can't shake your head on radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, you make yes. the sound that he makes? No, I don't make the sound. I have Sasquatch on tape. Oh, the real Sasquatch? Yeah. 
for heaven's sake. Haven't you ever heard that? Well, no, uh, I've heard. I don't know whether I have or not. You oh, know, my now. reception at home is not from Rochester. Really, I, I don't know. Let me see now. Listen to this. Oh no, this is this is not the one. This is one of them. Uh, that's one, but that's that's not really the one I want you to hear. I'll I'll do the other one here in a minute. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi, uh, Miss Ma. Uh, what do you think your son's staying up all night? <laughs> well, since since he's been on the air um, uh, all night, I've been staying up too. So, um, as a matter of fact, coming out here, you've assumed my schedule. Yes, much, I, right? I have. It's a, a a strange way of living, but very interesting. I like the night hours. First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Oh, right. You know, this is the first time I've ever tried. This is Ken from Minneapolis, TSTP 1500. Where it's very, very cold. Oh, yeah. Definitely. This is the coldest I've ever remembered in my 32 years. But anyway, the main question I had to ask was, no matter how many women you ever have, who is your number one gal in your life? Would it be mom? That's well, not a fair question. No, that is not a fair question. His wife, I haven't even spoken about his wife, Mona, but and I, I met her for the first time when I came out here. She is his partner. She's the power behind the throne. She keeps things going smoothly for him. She sure does. She's a wonderful cook. I mean, really. I know it's a, it's a question that's pretty far out, but it's one of those things where you know how it is, though. No. Mother's always important, no matter what, right? Well, well, you sir, never forget about your mother, even if you don't talk to her for a long time. Right? Oh, that's right. Of course not. Of that's course not. not. That's the main thing I'd like to say. Oh, well, you and, sure said it, and you can, you, can, uh, you can take that one to the bank. All right, thank you, and we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, I'm Art Bell, and I'm with my mom. That's the first time I've ever done this. And just uh, as we go back to her, this is the Bigfoot sound, Mom, that I wanted you to hear. Listen. Wouldn't want to meet that uh, in Long Island, would you? No, I wouldn't want to meet it anywhere, but I was just wondering how many people who are just drifting off to sleep listening to <laughs> when that thing came Yeah, on. we know all the tricks here. Uh, east <laughs> east to the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Good morning, Mrs. Bell and Art. Good morning. This, Hi. This is Jeff from Columbia, Missouri. Hi, Hi Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, it's a little cold out here, too. Good thing we have that global warming, or it might be real cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, my question was... Did, was Art raised in like one central area, or did did he was, did he travel the country a, a bit as a child? Uh, I wonder where he gets. He's got a real easy open mindedness and, and touch with no matter what region of the country calls, and I wonder where he developed that from. I'll put it this way: he was in twelve high schools, <laughs> so he traveled. <laughs> yes, we moved around a lot, and I, you know, at the time I thought it was horrible for him, but now I'm not so sure. I think he learned. I think it broadened. It brought me right, and then as an adult, I kept it up. So oh right, with your radio. That's career. right. So I, I've been. I was a gypsy. I've only now settled down the last five years or so. It, it really shows in in, the, in his style. And I tell you, your son's a big star. 
Thank you. A, a number one. How nice of you. Kind of you. Thank Sorry you. I haven't been able to call you much lately, Art, but oh, I'll well, try to get more regular. All right. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Uh, wild Card Line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Uh, yeah, Art, this is Jim calling from Houston. Houston. Yes, Jim. Uh, Ma, welcome. Um, Hi, Jim. How long are you going to be visiting Art and Ma? Well, uh, it's uh, going to be about a week altogether, I think, unless I can't get back to the East Coast because of this weather. That's true. And another question is, uh, you said Art was pretty tall. How tall is Art? Well, I think he's about 6'2", or... Uh, no, not that tall. About 6'1", maybe. 6'1"? Yeah. That's great. Well, enjoy your stay, and uh, I think your son has got the best talk show on the air as long as I've been alive, and that's 40 years. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's very kind. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Yeah, this is Steve in Portland. Hi, and Steve. Hi, Steve. Very nice to uh, talk to the Queen Mother of the Kingdom of Nye. Oh, my. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I want to ask a question about Art's real early life. Sure. Uh, when you were toilet training him, did you teach him to leave the toilet seat down? Now, this is a big issue. I think maybe he learned that later on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's nice talking to you. All right, thank, thank you. you. We had a big discussion. That's why I was asking. Oh, I didn't. A, I don't a, think I heard that. The toilet seat thing. Right. I thought, you know, I, I came up with this invention idea that um, a toilet seat should actually have to be pulled down when you're going to use it. And then when you're done and you get up, it just sort of slowly rises back up into its position. They do have one. So it's like it's more normal. They do? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, I have a poem that I wrote. About toilets? Yes. It's the only poem I've ever written, so I recite it. I don't know. Is it a long poem? No. Let me hear it. I can always tell when you're back in town because the lid is up when I sit down. <laughs> you wrote that? Yes. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hello. Fantastic. You're Steve in Phoenix. Ma nice. Bell, it's a pleasure to hear your native New York voice. Thank you. As you can tell, I am also... A true native New Yorker. Oh. I came from L.A. <clears throat> I get a little nervous whenever I talk to Art. He's so prolific. <laughs> and uh, I tuned into KFYI one night, being um, bored to death, basically. And there he was. And, uh, you know, I've been listening ever since. But I want to say something. I was I lived in Jericho, Long Island. You know, you know where that oh. is? Uh, I've heard of it. I'm from Connecticut, actually, and oh. moved to the end of Long Island from oh. there. So I don't know much about toward the west, you know, uh -huh. but I oh. know I've heard Jericho. I want to just make one more statement. Uh, I Listening to you for the past uh, 35 minutes or so, I could obviously see where, where your son gets his beautiful, bizarre, maybe, sense of humor. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Thank you. You have a good night, Ma Bill. All right. Take care. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I think you are responsible, actually, for some of my sense of humor. I hope uh, so. It, it is a little bizarre at times and strange and dry. Dry. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, dry. And uh, some people don't get it. And a lot of things I say, people take, pretend to take, I notice, very literally, even though I'm utterly kidding. They take it literally until they get to know me well enough. Well, look, uh, she's going to stay, folks, for another hour. Oh. Aren't, aren't we? She's going to stay for another hour, huh? Are you sure? It's not that hard. Is this hard? No, it's not hard. It's, it's very exciting. Next hour will be even easier. Um, what the heck? So Ma Bell back for one more hour because I'm making her when we get back from the news. And that's where we're headed right now.
It is cold out there across most of this great nation. More in a moment from the high desert. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. Somewhere in Time on Premier Radio Networks. Tonight, an encore presentation of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. A rare additional hour with my mom here on the radio, something I will treasure. And uh, that more of that coming up in a moment. Ma Bell, I call her, and you can too, I guess. I regard what we're doing now as kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, you know, after, what, uh, 12 or 15 years uh, to have you out here and then to be able to have you on the air is really an honor. So Thank back you. to the phones, and if anybody has any questions out there, fire away. Now's the time. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with uh, Art and his mom. Uh, yes. Uh, I wanted to make a comment about the electromagnetic uh, thing again. Uh, basically, I worked for a company, a hardware company, uh, for a while. And one night, my wife was picking me up, and uh, I was coming out late. And uh, through long story, the guards at that company did not like my wife. Mm. And one night, I, I was coming out late. She said a guard came out, and he was talking on his radio, looking directly at her car. And? And he did this for a couple of seconds. She got nervous for a second. He turned around, and all of a sudden, a wave of just panic confusion just over, overcame her. All right, well, there's another story. Um, Mom, that, that is very interesting. People have been calling about that. There was, uh, If you were listening to the show earlier, I'm sure you heard the young lady. I can recall a couple times in my life that's happened to me. All of a sudden, you're totally disoriented. Have you has that ever happened to you? I think it has, yes, but not you know rarely, but uh, but it has happened. Yes, yes. You know, I wonder if there's some. There are people out there experimenting electromagnetically, and um, so these reports are interesting. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hey, Art. Yeah, get the radio. Okay, yeah. and get good and close to your phone and yell at us because you're. All right, you hear me better now. That's much better. Where are you? Uh, I'm just outside of Atwater. Atwater. Uh, California. All right. Yeah, so uh, I want to say hello to your mom. Hi. How are you? Uh, I, my mom will be 92 next month. I'm going down to Georgia to check her out. Wonderful. And uh, I just want to say hello. Oh, uh, one other thing, Art, you get, uh, did you get the bill, $3 bill? Uh, did I get the what? The three dollar bill. The the Clinton bill? Yeah. I did indeed, sir. Yeah. Thank thank you very much. They're circulating about three. There's probably millions of dollars in Clinton three dollar bills out there. Uh, Mona gave me one. Uh, 
trade and arts wife gave me one as a souvenir. Uh huh. And before long, they're probably going to be worth about as much as our regular green dollar bills. <laughs> uh, wild card line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Uh, hi, it's me again, Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, I'm sorry you got cut off. I don't know what happened. I know, you lost me. I sorry. felt so bad. Sorry. Well, you're back on. I'm back on. I want to tell you, Art, how much I like your show. Thank you. And Ma Bell, I want to tell you hello. Thank you. Hello. And I want to tell you not to be afraid because what's happening is I firmly believe Jesus Christ is coming back. I hope you're right. And as long as we believe in him, we don't have anything to worry about. Well, that's what I meant when I said I, I think you're right. That's <laughs> a good thought to cling to. Absolutely, and, and I just appreciate both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep doing a good job. All right, take care, and I'm glad you made it back on. Well, uh, I, ho I hope that uh, he'd be the one, too, because the alternative is not good. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi, Art. Yes, hello. Turn your radio off, please. Yes, sir, I did. First time call. Wow, you're really fast tonight. Oh, I'm trying. Hi to my Ma Bell there. Uh, Hi. <laughs> where are you? I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I just got through. Uh, I run Chicago every night. It's 23 below here. Uh, it is cold, Art. Well, it's about... 45 degrees here now. <laughs> well, they said it's 65 with the uh, 65 below with the wind chill here. Oh, oh, brother! So it's cold all over. Hey, are you going to go out and throw some uh, hot water up into the air and see if it freezes? <laughs> <laughs> I just walked through the door. I got a pizza corn and uh, listen to your show all the time, Art, in the truck. We hope you have your earmuffs on. Oh, not in the truck. I don't need them in the truck. It's nice and warm there. Like I say, I'd like to, I've always tried to call him, but a lot of times they get off of work and it's too late to call him. He's off the air because they only run him on during the week till 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, you called him on a very auspicious night with this new invention that they're in. Oh, yeah. I want to try to load, download his, uh, some of the stuff on his computer. I just bought one here a couple months ago and uh, got to get into it and uh, see what Art's got on his bulletin board there and the web there. He's been showing me and it's fascinating. Oh, yes. Uh, Art's really got a good show there. All right. Well, listen, bless your heart, sir. You're out there in the truck most times, huh? Oh, yeah. Every night, like I say, I run Chicago at night from 7 to seven o'clock at night till 3.30 in the morning. So. Oh, I, I see. When you say run Chicago, that means you're back and forth between Milwaukee right. and Chicago. See, Art, I want to ask you one more question. Sure. You know, on, on, on these uh, people that you say that are immortal. I don't, no, no, oh, no, 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 I don't say they're immortal. Let's say they're immortal. Yes. I wanted to ask them a question. Is they said some of them, because I listen to you all the time, they said they've been here since the beginning of time. Some of them, yeah. Well, I was wondering if they, if they, they never seem to remember anything, you know, about the past. Should I ask them, uh, what about the dinosaurs and the big meteor that hit the Earth? And yeah, I, I, well, those are all good questions. The one I like came yesterday. Somebody sent me a fax and said, next time you get an immortal online, ask them how long they can hold their breath for. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering if they should remember dinosaurs. All right. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, dinosaurs. And even an immortal must have headed for the caves when he saw T-Rex coming. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Art and Mom. Hello, Art. And Ma Bell, this is Mad Mike from Redding, California. Hi, Mad Mike. It got down to almost 40 degrees above zero here today. Wow. It's up to about 60 during the day, so everyone who says that they don't like California should come out here and enjoy the nice weather for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question for you, sure. uh, Ma Bell. Do you ever get upset at any of the callers that call in and disagree with Art? Or like Charlie Liberal? 
does that ever make you mad when he gets on there? Is that calling your son a moron? <laughs> Not really, because I think people like that, those, uh, those cars are, they, they like the seasoning on the program. They kind of spice it up, you know? And I think actually, uh, Art enjoys them too, because it gives them somebody to spar with, you know? Yeah, I kind of noticed that. Yeah, it, it really is true, actually. Uh, they are, they are seasoning. Um, uh, sometimes they're like uh, some of the red peppers that I grew out here. Um, you bite, you, you know. You, thank you very much for the call. Yep, yep. Uh, take care. Um, sometimes they they get you. All right, a wild card line. You're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Art. Bob in Las Vegas. Hi, Bob. Um, you know when you Ma first came on? Yes. And she was calling you Trey. Oh, yes, that that was I, what I was called. All my uh, she called me that, and well, always has. Yeah, well, you know, the first thing that went through my mind is so. What does that mean? Was it's art spelled backwards? No, it's T R E Y. Well, yeah, I know, but I just spelled art backwards, and you get T R A. Tra. Tra. You know, that's the Tra. first thing that went through my mind. Anyway, um, Ma Bell, we're uh, proud of your son uh, here in, in Las Vegas area, having uh, seen him go from. Uh, just on one station up to 200 and how many is it now, Art? About 250. 250 stations. And uh, we kind of think of him as a, um, oh, a home son sort of thing of, of Las Vegas. Well, you're proud of him, too, like I am. Yeah, exactly. But I think he was in the right place at the right time, and it wouldn't have done him any good to be if he hadn't had those 30 years behind him of hard work. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Sure, he's, he's worked for it, and... Uh, uh, you know, he, he deserves uh, all the best. That's the way I feel about it. I'd like to ask you something uh, about, you say you live out near uh, Montauk on Long Island? Yes. Uh, have you ever had a chance to see their Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day Parade? No, I haven't, but I'll tell you, I'm from Connecticut, and I've only lived in Long Island for a few years, so uh -huh. I'm not, you know, I'm not too familiar with a lot okay, of it. Okay, well, I understand. I saw a film uh, not too long ago of, uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade there, and apparently they really go all out and have all sorts of wild and bizarre uh, floats and so on. So if you're back there by uh, that time, you might want to check it out. All right, Bob. I'll Thank you. check it out. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Bob, uh, my friend. That is Bob in Las Vegas, and, of course, that is the old alma mater town. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mob Bell. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Sarah, Los Angeles. Hi, Sarah. Um I was in the Marine Corps, 53, 54, and 55, and I just wanted to say hello to the Sarge. <laughs> to the Sarge. Did you say you were in the Marine Corps? Yes. Well, at uh, uh, nice Paris Island. At Paris Island. Well, uh, Paris Island was the, um, wasn't that where the Marines um, went to boot camp? Yes. Uh, uh, and yes. also the Air Force was there, the Marine Air Force. Uh, no, I don't remember that part. Oh, no, that was Cherry Point. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I just wanted to say hello and uh, hello. Well, hello. it's nice uh, to say hello from one dam to another. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I thought you would be a one, in, you know, because I feel that I am too. Do you, do you remember what dam meant? Yes. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Broad Axel's Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's one of the things that it meant. All right, well, thank you very much for the call. And a lot of people out there know what else it meant, too. Well, I was being polite. Yeah. Did the, did the, uh, the original derivation of that bother you when you were in the Marines? No. 
No, I remember when I first heard it. I was sitting with another Marine when we first arrived in New River. Actually, I don't care. It means they used to mean broad-ass Marine, right? You said it. I didn't. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's three twenty in the morning. Who I thought it was kind of endearing, actually. Did you really? Yes. You weren't insulted. No. Well, these days, uh, I know, these to, to days. say such thing like that, you would be in court suing for a million dollars and winning. <laughs> um, wild card line, you're on the air with Art and Mom. Hello there. Nope. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Art and Mom. Hello. Hello, Art. How you doing? All right. How you doing, Mrs. Bell? Fine, thank you. Uh, Art, last time I talked to you, I was so blasted nervous, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't think straight. Ah. Uh you know, every time you play that Sasquatch yell, I get the the, the whips and jingles because I heard that uh, uh, in real life uh, when I was about fourteen. And every time you play that thing, I just kind of go yell. I know. I'd be gone in the other direction, sir. Yeah. Uh Mrs. Bell. Yes. When you uh, when you were headed, oh, I'm getting nervous again. When you were uh, headed out here. Tell us of your, your harrowing uh, taxi ride. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, exactly right, sir. Thank you for the question. Yeah, tell them what happened. Well, very quickly, I started out for the airport in a, a, ta in a taxi cab called Southhold Taxi, which I'd never ridden in before. It was like a coffee grinder. And <laughs> I knew we were in trouble as we started out, but we hit a, a patch of black, what they call black ice, and the cab went around in a complete circle wound up facing the other way, and in the meantime, we took out somebody's front porch. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I bounced all over the back of the cab. <laughs> then he said, trust me, I'll get you to the airport after he changed the tire. We got to the airport, missed the plane by three minutes. So It was a very harrowing experience. Yeah. What, uh, how did the guy with the uh, missing front steps on his porch react? He was calmer than I expected. Really? Really. He came over, and I said, would you like to earn some money taking me to the airport? <laughs> Did said, you really? Yeah, because I was frantic at that yeah. point. You know, time was marching on. And sure. he said, I'm sorry. He checked with his wife, and he said, my wife won't let me go in <laughs> to New York. So. I see. Well, he was, he, but he, he was thinking about it, huh? even after you took his yeah, front yeah, porch out. Yeah, Oh, well, three policemen had arrived. Maybe I'm going to have to change my view of New Yorkers. Uh, wild card line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Oh, I think we just missed that person. That's too bad. Wild card line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Redding, California. Redding, California. Uh huh. Yes. Mrs. Bell, has Arthur always been weird? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question. But I think his weirdness is what makes him so uh, endearing, you know? And interesting, too. Interesting. You know what? Right. You sound just like my fifth grade teacher. Your fifth grade teacher? Uh-huh. Well, I'm very flattered that I sound like a teacher because they usually, uh, you know, they usually have some kind of uh, presence and they usually speak good English. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, thank you. I think well, your trip back east will be fine. Don't worry about it. Promise? I promise. <laughs> That's a psychic reading for you, Mom. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Bye. thank you. Thank you, my dear. All right. See you later. She's a nice girl. Um, very nice girl over in Reading. Um, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mavell. Hello there. Where are you? Proctor, Minnesota. Uh, Proctor, Minnesota. By Duluth. All right. Up at the head of the lakes. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Well, we're both fine. I just wanted to say your mother sounds so much like my mother. 
It's like deja vu listening to your radio show. Maybe, hey, maybe all mothers sound the same. Do you think that could be true? When they, there's love in their voice, you can just hear it. She just seems to love you to pieces. I do, I do, and and that was a very nice thing to say that I reminded you of your mother. Oh, thank you very much. And I'd like to say one more thing. It's 35 degrees below zero up here without the wind chill. Burr. <laughs> it sucks. Well, are you going to go? I want somebody to go do the experiment I saw on TV and throw some hot water up into the air and see if it comes down as ice crystals. I just came in from working on my car with the antifreeze in there. Yeah. It's frozen. The antifreeze is frozen? Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm out there with the heater trying to, well, thaw it out. Keep your uh, car alive. That, actually, that could do damage, serious damage to a car. It. Th you ever hear of a frost plug? Oh, uh, yeah, they, they pop out, I guess, right? Fro it, yes, and it popped out. Oh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, as Tom Brokaw, thank you uh, for the call, sir. As Tom Brokaw said, we are running out of words to describe this winter. Uh, there were, I'll tell you, the people, even though all the hurricanes didn't hit last summer, there were really almost not words to describe the hurricane season, one after another. One, one day I looked at a picture in the, in the Atlantic from Africa on over, and they were just lined up like ten pins. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Our weather is being manipulated or changing or something. First time caller line, you're on the air with Art and Mom. Hi, Bowman delivering papers in King County, Washington. Hi, Ma Bell. Hi. I won't be able to hold over. I have a couple of questions. Number one, uh, Art, we had another shooting in eastern Washington, reported uh. at Central College, uh, and uh, just a, a wound in the leg, but somebody discharged another, another weapon. Uh, we're not proud of that. Um, Ma Bell, two points. The book and your reaction to it and his frankness therein, as well as did your military career end with Trey? Well, my daughter was asked to leave the, Mar the, um, the Air Force when she became pregnant. All right. Uh, let's start with the book. Uh, when, you, uh, when you read it. And it, it, it is a very frank book. It's true. I think if it weren't frank, it would be dull reading, and I think the fact that it's so truthful and so um, well described, his life and so forth, and makes it very interesting reading. I enjoyed reading it very much. I read it in one sitting, of course. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, and then I forget a second question. He had a good one, too. You remember what he asked? Let's see, the book and... Doggone it, what was it he asked? Oh, if we could only get him back. No, we can't get him back. He's gone. Um, no, don't touch that. your mic. That makes noise when you touch that. Um, he had a good second question. It's gone, though. We've both lost it. We're uh, sorry. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll ask somebody uh, who's here. Hello there on the wild card line. You're on the air. Yeah, this is Fritz from Waldo, Wisconsin. Hey, hey, Fritz, Fritz, before you get on to what you're going to say, what was his second question? Last caller? I didn't hear it. I've tuned my radio down. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, right. you got me there. All right, you tried anyway. tried to trick me, huh? Yeah, I tried to trick you. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say that Mother's Day came early this year. Oh, thank you. I think you. your mom is delightful. Thank Gosh. you. You're a doll. I like her little story, but I got one for her. You know, I've been thinking about President Clinton. I think of him as a shepherd, and Hillary is a crook on her staff. 
<laughs> Too bad? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we appreciate it. I like it. people with a sense of humor, and you got it. Thank you. You, you really delight my evenings. Oh. Well, thank you, my friend, and take care. Um, I still want to know that, guys. That was, that was an important second question. Was it something? The frankness of the book. And uh, and then there was something else, and it's going to plague me. Well, all right. Oh, I, it had something to do with your birth. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's it. right, that's right. Did did that yes. end your I, marine career? I, yes, it ended my marine uh, career. I was discharged for the convenience of the government when I knew that I was going to have uh, a right. Pregnant. You were pregnant, in other words. Yes. And it was convenient for the government to say goodbye. All right, uh, us too, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. Somewhere in time. Tonight, featuring a replay of Coast to Coast AM from February 2nd, 1996. Ah, good morning, everybody. Good to be here. I'm Art Bell. And my mom is here. It's the only time I think it's probably ever going to happen. And um, I just got a call from the network, and they said they had been taping this. So anybody out there who wants a copy of this last two hours actually would be able to get it from the network. And uh, I've got a word or two to say about the publisher of my book and my book in a minute, too, uh, because we've got a message here from uh, the publisher. So we'll get to that here in a second. I just got a fax I'm going to read to you. Uh, this is Art and Mom together. Uh, it says, serious fax from Derek in San Diego. He says, just heard on Kogo, it is so cold in the Midwest that ears and tails of farm animals are snapping off. Uh, this I've never seen anything like this. Uh, and I lived in Alaska, and uh, I saw it once, I think, get to about 40-something below zero in Anchorage for a very short time. But this is ridiculous, ridiculous. Listen, um, my editor, uh, Jennifer, who worked with me and still does, and my mom, on my book, uh, I guess sent my mom a nice little facts, didn't she? Uh, yes. Hi, Jennifer. We talked on the phone a couple of times. Just great to get this fax from you. And I want to tell you now, I'm glad I have the opportunity to tell you that I think you did a wonderful job on Trey's book. It really makes fascinating reading. All right. And Even so, to his mother, who knows all the facts. You know? I'm scared of this signing. 
you know, that I'm going to go do. You can't shake your head. You got to say something. Oh, I think you'll do beautifully. I don't. One of your uh, people wrote it, uh, faxed me last night and said, "See if you can get uh, Art to go on the Tom Snyder show." No. She wanted me to use my influence. Really? <laughs> I know you hate TV, but... I do, I do. I, I'm, I'm even in fear of a public signing, but I'm going to go do it in Portland. Oh, you'll be fine. I, I'll live through it, I'm sure. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Art and Mom. Uh, good morning, Art. Hi. Uh, my name is Reggie. I'm calling from uh, San Francisco Bay Area, actually Vallejo, California. All right. I just wanted to say that I think this is uh, to Ma Bell. I think your son is a wonderful gift to our country. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm glad his his work is going so well and progress and all that kind of stuff. You're very generous to say that. Uh, two things. This is for Art. All right. Uh, have you ever heard of a book called Reality Revealed? No. Okay, I don't know who the authors are, but you might enjoy reading it. Well, uh, all right, I'll see what I can do. Uh, bookstores can look things up both ways. Correct. Okay. And, uh, boy, I forgot what it, the other thing I was going to say. Well, it happens. We forgot a guy's question for a few minutes. Ago, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, thank you very much for the call, sir. Uh, it's sometimes, unless you write them down, you forget them. Wild Card Line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi, two, two questions. Um First, um, uh, your heritage, what is it going back, great, great, great grandparents, what country they came from, etc.? All right. And the second is, what is the strangest thing, like Art had a dream a couple months ago about <laughs> balancing boxes on his head on a hill in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's the strangest, most psychic thing both of you have ever experienced and the strangest dream he might have told you as a child? Oh, I, I don't even remember that myself. Well, uh, he had a recent dream that was weird. I think he told his listeners about that. Scissors dream. But in uh, one of his listeners faxed us uh, uh, some pictures of a dream catcher, and it turned out that uh, Art's wife had a dream catcher, and it's now over his bed. So we're hoping to screen some of those bad, those nightmares. A dream screener. Yeah, a dream screener. Screener. Um. My heritage. They want to know about my lineage, so tell them. Well, his... his uh, Didn't some of my relatives come over on the Mayflower? Oh, I'm... I'm Somebody told me that. I think so. But uh, he, his, uh, one of his ancestors was the first white child born in uh, Stamford, Connecticut, and it kind of went on from there. That's on his dad's side. And uh, as for me, I'm French-Irish. So what does that make me? I'm... French, Irish, Irish, English, I guess, those three things primarily. Okay. Kind of a mixed bag, I guess. Huh? All right, let's see, where to go? East of the Rockies, probably back where it's cold. You're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Well, at least it's dry and it ain't raining no more. Where are you? This is New Orleans, Sky. New Orleans, all right. A long time no see. Uh, is, it, is it not too cold in New Orleans? Uh, not for me. The way I look at it, as long as it's not raining, I don't care how it's cold, you know, I just hate the wet. I hear May you. I ask you a question? Oh, please do. Why do they call New Orleans the Big Easy? Ma'am, I will be totally honest with you on that, and uh, let me begin with first, it's an honor to talk to you. Uh, Thank you. Back when that movie came out, The Big Easy, no lie, most of the people here, that's the first time they started hearing it referred to as The Big Easy, and I've lived here most of my life. I have no idea. 
Uh, no, is something uh, Hollywood started, or it's uh, either an old uh, thing that you know some writer drummed up. But uh, I never heard it as a really big popular, uh, you know, reference to the town. Right. But uh, first, uh, I'd like to say it's a pleasure to talk to you, uh, especially anyone that uh, is a member of the uh, group of people that helped pull this country through during the World War II era. Thank you. And uh, art once again, uh, Charlie Liberal reaches a new low. Yeah, that was probably that was that was pretty miserable. I mean, I, well, like I'm sure you would say, just consider the source. I yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. But uh, I mean, for him to really want to uh, poke at uh, mother-son relations, I mean, he ought to look at his hero Clinton and you know the past of uh, his mother. But aside from that, I just wanted to say you know hello to your mom. It's a pleasure, and just you know chime in on that note and. Uh, much happiness and peace to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Sky, and we'll make it down there for Mardi Gras someday. First time caller line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Well, good morning, uh, Ms. Bell and you, Art. Where are, where are you, sir? Uh, well, if you're having trouble hearing me, I'm on a car phone, and I'm in my uh, big rig be between St. Louis and uh, Kansas City. All right. Uh, no, I hear you just fine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I wanted to let you know, uh, I've stumbled onto your radio uh, program uh, probably by accident uh, about a month ago and uh, because I bought an older car that only had an AM radio in it and on my way into work I uh, caught a little bit of your show and now I'm I'm hooked <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I find myself every night I leave St. Louis at about 1.30 in the morning and uh, I lose your station oh about three hours out and uh, then I get real aggravated I can't uh, <laughs> find another station in Kansas City to, to pick it up on. Well, there's, uh, oh, you lose KCMO, I take it. Which one is it, sir? Uh, uh, there's a station in Kansas City, KCMO. KCMO? Yes. Okay. Um, one other thing I, I'd like to uh, comment on while I have you on here was uh, your guest this evening, and uh, I thought she was absolutely wonderful, uh, uh, just articulate, uh, knowledgeable, uh, I couldn't believe that she knew so much about uh, AD, BC, uh, the hemisphere, the atmosphere, the magnetic polar system, uh, and her uh, uncanny ability to uh, predict things. And uh, the only thing I think you did was uh, you, you missed one major question that you should have asked her. What was that? How long could she hold her breath? <laughs> I am. Uh, next time I get an immortal, I'm, I'm definitely going to ask him that. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hey, Art. How's it going? This oh. is Tim calling from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Hi, Tim. Burr, burr, burr. About 25 below right here. Wow. Oh, yeah. I just got a fact saying that in the Midwest, animals' tails are snapping off. <laughs> I, but I'd I, like to meet the person that's running around snapping them off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, anyway, Art, uh, first of all, uh, Ma Bell, uh, what can you say? Art is a, a fantastic talk show host and a great guy, and you got to give the source credit for that. So we appreciate, uh, you know, well, we appreciate Art. Thank um, you. Art, I have a question. I downloaded, and I'm getting off the subject here, and I'll be quick. Uh, downloaded that uh, uh, the vid.exe right. uh, from your bulletin board. Yes, sir. Uh, you may want to let the company know that you need the file msvideo.dll to run that in your Windows uh, slash system directory. And so maybe they want to redo that or, or uh, include it 
in the well, next? Um, it depends on how you bring it in. Uh, if you bring in just the um, uh, the uh, uh, the file itself, uh, I think you'll be all right. Uh, if you run it instead, bring it in, a, you know, a file and then new and bring it in that way, I think you'll be okay. Because it'll, that is in the directory uh, that it refers back to. Do you follow me? Okay. Uh, I do follow you, uh, and uh, it, it didn't come, it was not included in, uh, well, the file I downloaded, the vid.exe. Uh, well, let's see, where did you get it, from the bulletin board? Yes, sir. Okay, well, it is there, sir, um, because we've had uh, no less than about 40 or 50 people call, so it had to be there. <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll, I'll give her another shot and do her over again. All right, thank you. It's the way you bring it into Windows. Wildcard Line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Oh, hi, Art. Hi, Ma Bell. Hi. Uh, this is Pete in Portland. Hi, hi Pete. Pete. I just wanted to thank you for, uh, you know, having Art Bell so uh, we can all enjoy him, too. Well, that's very nice of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wanted to ask, uh, what kind of breakfast cereal did he eat when he was a baby? I don't even know that. That's a good question. What? We used to call him Pablum Puss. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because we fed him a thing called Pablum, and uh, he got most of it on his face and very little inside him. Pablum Puss. <laughs> Thanks. That one's going to haunt me for years now. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi, Art. This is John in Pasadena, California, KBC country. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, first off, Art, uh, just real quick, FYI, Bell is a Scottish name. It's one of the steps of uh, one of the three bigger clans, either Bruce, uh, MacDonald, or uh, Stuart. So it's a uh, Scottish name. Makes me feel like Putin. I'm sorry? Makes me feel like being in a feud or something. <laughs> Mrs. Bell, I wanted to let you know, take comfort. My mother and you could have commiserated about their boys. Really? Art and uh, me and my brother, we were all of us the kind that would go out and play with cherry bombs and gunpowder. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were one of those, Electronic stuff. I'm sorry? You were one of those, too. Oh, yeah. No, me and my brother both. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we'd shoot off gunpowder in one particular part of our uh, flower bed, and uh, after a while, nothing would grow but one tiny little weed. That was all you could get to go in there because of all the nitrates. So, Art, you, are, Art, you and I are soul brothers. I want to tell you something about, yes, about Art and fireworks. We, we used to go to Florida once in a while on a visit, and he knew that there were fireworks for sale in Florida and that it was legal to buy them or something. And if he could have run ahead of the car on the way down, he would have done it. It's true. It really is true. And then there were states, I think, in the Carolinas you could buy them there. And yeah. you're right. I'd have been out running ahead of the car. <laughs> um, wild Card Line, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hi, Art. Hello. This is Mike from KST Sacramento. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, it's good to hear your mom's voice. Thank um, you. Howdy, Mrs. Uh, Bill. Uh, howdy. I sent you. Yeah, howdy. Mm -hmm. I sent the facts. I hope you got it the other day. And you must have got a lot of them. Which but, one was that? Which one? Uh, it had a little smiling face on it, and I talked about how much uh, Art, Art Bell's, you know, Art's wife has been such a. I remember. I remember. Yeah, and, and that I felt that you were. Uh, and I'm really, really glad to hear you. I I have kind of one question. Well, maybe two. 
How many things did Art Bell tell, tear apart, like electronically and stuff, when he oh. was younger? If he, has, he has never been far away from electricity. And if you could see the house we're in now, everything is either um, blinking or it's plugged in. I mean, they're. Um, well, well, I'm not talking. Everywhere. But he asked about when I was a child or when I was young. 13, 12, 13. What, when you first became interested in Yeah, I, I, I locked myself away for summers at a time. Because okay. I used to do the same thing. I was wondering if he did. I, I imagine. We saw very little of him because he was in his ham shack all the time. <laughs> or up on the roof of the house putting up an antenna. Yeah, I used to scare the hell out of her with that. I'd be way up on the peak of a roof putting up antennas. Everywhere we lived, if you looked up in the trees, you could see a string with a rock fastened to it, <laughs> where he had, you know, thrown, tried to throw a rock over a tree to get my antenna up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Oh, Art, I have one more kind of question for Mom. All right, real quick. Uh, I told you the other day, you know, after seeing your book, your picture said a million word, thousand words to me, and your book said a million. What did she think about that comment of your picture? Well, my mom's been able to see me, you know, kind of right along, even though we haven't uh, seen each other physically, we've been passing photographs back and forth, so. Oh, sure, and we've talked on the phone a lot. We now, I send him faxes. He sent me a fax machine, so. So you send faxes. I send faxes to him. By the way, if you want to send my mom a fax before she leaves, she'll be here through the weekend, through um, probably until Tuesday or God knows. Maybe she'll not be able to get home at all, but if you want to send a fax, my fax number is area code 702-727-8499. 702-727-8499. She's collecting them all like a squirrel would collect nuts. So if you send her a fax, <laughs> you'll, you'll take them home with you. Right? I certainly am taking them home. And the first one I got said, Welcome, Ma Bell. That one I'm going to frame and put up in the den in Long Island. <laughs> all right. Nationwide, you are east of the Rockies. You're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Good morning, Art, and good morning, Ma Bell. Good morning. This is your Bigfoot fan from Las Lunas. I wanted to say one thing. I can relish your experience right now because my mom came to visit me out in New Mexico after, I think it was five years, and she got to see her grandson for the first time, and it was just a really, really great time, and I hated to see her go back to New Jersey, back to that weather. It was awful. New Jersey. Well, I'm planning to meet my grandson for the first time in years tomorrow morning. and uh, I'm This glad... morning, actually. Yes, this morning. I'm a little confused on time. And I'm so glad you had a good experience with your mother. Well, you know, there's something about a uh, son's relationship with his mom that their wives sometimes don't understand. And it's pretty sad sometimes because they feel jealous at times. I don't know if that's the case with your wife, Art. No, it is not. Oh, she's she's a doll. I'm very uh, fortunate to have such a lovely daughter-in-law. <laughs> oh, All right, sir. Thank thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Art. Take care. Thank you. Uh, let's see. We're beginning to run very short on time here. Uh, wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, hi, Art. Hi. Uh, and uh, your mom. Hi. Um, I'm wondering how how do you feel about the flat tax? Uh, Oh, that's a good question. All right, there's a political question for you. Okay, uh, we'll just leave it at that. How, what do you think about the flat tax? Are you asking me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wish someone would make a, a, a report on it and, and show different kinds of income tax levels and uh, how people would benefit by it. 
I haven't seen anything like that, and I can't figure it out. And who would benefit and who really would get hurt? Yeah. You know, I haven't haven't really seen that either. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things, and I don't know what to believe. And I'm trying to keep an open mind on it. Wes of the Rockies, you're on the air with Ma Bell. Hi. Hello, Art and Ma Bell. Hi. This is just like you want on the radio? Yeah, turn it off, actually. Oh? Turn it off, sir. Oh? Well, we're not going to have time to wait. Oh, I think that's a woman. Uh, 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 listen, uh, that radio's got to go off or what? Turn it off! Okay, well. Hello? 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 Yeah, there we got it. <laughs> Good. Where are you? This is Gloria from Spokane. Okay. Yes, I just wanted to say it was a great pleasure of listening to uh, to uh, Ma Bell and <laughs> welcome her to come back anytime. <laughs> Thank and you. I, I, lo- I, I love to hear the closeness that you two have towards one another. Well, uh, it is good to have that after all this time, and it's been a long time, believe me. Um, wh- I'm sorry, you said where Where are you? Spokane. Spokane, okay. Washington. I'm the one that asked you about the ta- your tape book. Oh, that's right. Listen, uh, it's about to come out. Oh, great. It's just about to come out. It'll be out um, in, oh, I think, the middle of the month. Oh, great. Okay? I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, all right, you take care. Yeah, you too. All right, listen, uh, Ma, the show's over. All the lines lit, show's over. We're out of time. So I'm going to give you the honors this morning, and the honors consist of simply saying... Good night, America. That's it, all right. <laughs> So, from the high desert, everybody, that was Ma Bell, now from Art Bell, or Trey, if you wish. (laughs) Good night, America.